We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! I'm here! Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I normally discuss the movies weekly. However, every now and then we like to have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different. And this is one of our fun commentary tracks. It is September 2018, which means it is time for this month's commentary track and for you listeners today... We have something Abe and I have been wanting to do since the inception of this podcast, it seems. Yeah, um, yeah it, this has been a long time in the making. We are going to be talking Predator 2, the 1990 sequel to Predator. I can't even think of the reason why we specifically wanted to do Predator 2 and not the first Predator or any other. <laughs> but, but here we are. Maybe because of our conversation over Predator, Aliens versus Predator, Requiem. Requiem. Uh, but what, what, all of that is to say, yes. Abe and I, Abe, by the way, on a commentary track, which is already a rarity right there. This is true. It's, you know, this is going to be good, because joining Abe and I, we have, from Why So Blue and the Colt Cinema Cavalcade podcast, he's here with a few days to podcast, it's Brandon Peters. And tied for third place in the 2018 <laughs> Out Now box office gamble, summer box office gamble, it's me, Brandon Peters. Also joining us... From the Nothing's On podcast, the HHLOWD podcast network, and the Aliens vs. Predator Colon Requiem commentary track, he's come to a different kind of jungle. It's Jim Dietz. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well done. Brandon, Jim, how are you two doing tonight? Excellent. Uh, I cannot wait for this. Oh, yeah. I got I got my thermal vision on, and I'm ready to go. This is exciting, Are you, like, guys. switching through all the different kinds of vision? Of course. This this is exciting. It's always great to knock one of these off our our like our early list of commentary tracks that we have to do. Like recently, like we did the arrival. The arrival, Deep Rising was a big one too. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah the Deep Rising yeah. was awesome. Yeah, we we've knocked it. Like I'm doing it right now. I'm deleting Predator Two from our list of where there's some choice titles on here that I do want to get to someday, including SWAT because you're either SWAT or you're not. Um, <laughs> and uh, Broken Arrow is also on this ever. Oh, Broken Arrow. Oh man. Off. Yeah, we got Face Offs. It's, it's two and a half hours. Broken Arrow is a mean lean two hours. <laughs> like, two and a half hours of extreme. I know. We'll eventually do Face Off, but, but we, <laughs> we do regardless. Face Off Part One and Face Off Part Two. <laughs> this is true. Regardless, none of that matters right now because we're doing Predator Two, which is this is a movie, guys. This is a movie that goes all the way. With what you want from Predators, I think. Uh, we'll, we'll talk all about that and more. But for those of you that are listening that want to know how this works, basically Abe, Brandon, Jim, and I all have the movie paused currently at five seconds in on our uh, our various Blu-rays and VHSs and what have you. Um, and what we're going to do is talk over the film while it's on silent so you can hear us and not the movie because that would be illegal. Um, so yeah, we're going to, if you're following along, if you're watching Predator 2 and listening to our commentary track, just sit tight. We're going to eventually... Uh, countdown from three and on the sound of go we're all going to press play having synced the film already if you're just listening just to listen you're good already you've already been enjoying stuff and you get more stuff to enjoy from here on it's going to be that by simple. the way i i think it's only illegal if we're trying to charge people money for it which we aren't it'd be a little so. weird if we played all of the audio for predator 2 and then dropped it on itunes though people like... want to hear danny glover <laughs> i feel like there's something that's probably like skirting the line of this legality is, it's probably true yes. yeah there's like some grayness there there's a lot of things well in just... those terms and conditions so you know all you have to do is run like a whole like hour of gunshot noises <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah 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 i mean like exactly it, it's not the same movie we we made our own we've just uh spoofed it yeah so regardless that is what's going to happen right now we're all going to 
we're just gonna get going. What, what do I have to, What else do I have to talk about? We're gonna start doing this. So here we go, guys. Ready? Yes. Steady. Yep. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Oh wow! Such bright lights from the 20th Century Fox logo. Here, so right away, something I want to point out because it's something I love about the Predator franchise, not including the Alien vs. Predator films. Alan Silvestri's score. Um, I love oh, yeah. the theme for Predator, and mm-hmm. I really, I was really happy that Predators brought back that original theme. But I really like that he like got even more jungly for Predator Two. Like it's like, oh, yeah. there's more going, like more emphasizing that setting, even though they're not mm-hmm. even in a jungle. And it, it well, speaking up, of jungly, uh, this opening, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the the long aerial pan, and you think you're in the jungle, mm-hmm. but no. This time, the city is the jungle. The oh my jungle. gosh! That's uh, what was that Griffith Park? We just walked in like uh, Chavez. By the way, Chavez I want to I want to mention that uh, as a kid, Los Angeles was a big city for me because I grew up in a small town, and so this is literally what I thought Los Angeles was going to be like in 1997. Nothing but heat vision. Heat vision, I mean, just gang warfare, and people dying in the streets. I mean, I, this film this was what 1990. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like. You know, at this time, they're like, well, you know, that war on drugs is going to end up taking over, kids. Just watch. I, yeah. You don't do something now. Thanks a lot, far Reagan. Far Sign far your dare contract. Far-flung future of 97. It's not quite war in the streets, but it's not too inaccurate. <laughs> I mean, it's got, some, it's got some ideas. How many movies have we done where we've seen, like, the future where it's relatively, like, it's past the future that we've already predicted? So this is, like, 97. We did, what, Running Man, which... When does Running Man yeah. take place? What was it like? Two thousand. It was like the year. It was like two thousand sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, that's, that's why we did yeah. it. Yeah, that's why. Right. Yeah, that's exactly why we did it. April uh, O'Neil is on the scene, guys. Uh, next year, Blade Runner. <laughs> oh yeah, Blade Runner is next year. Uh, which we did. Right. Yeah, we did Blade Runner. Uh, we haven't mm-hmm. done Demolition Man as of yet, but I mean, right. that's, what's that like? The future of twenty twenty seven or something like that? I want to say, or is it twenty eighteen? Uh, I don't know. I gotta look it up. We need to get the Taco Bell tie-in for that one. Mm-hmm. Moss. Um, okay, so right away, this movie just throws you into the action. Um, yeah, we've got some predator, it's vision, a shootout. but it's a predator movie, so we got to wait a little bit for getting the predator. That is, it's actually Danny because... Trejo's shootout from Heat, but they just never filmed it. <laughs> Danny Trejo wasn't there, man. He was dead. He wasn't dead yet. But, no. but when, the, when they get out of the shootout, they're like, "Who wasn't there?" And you look to Treo, and then he goes to Treo's house, and, he, and he's already he's been shot. <laughs> yeah, we're like in a drug gang war shootout in the streets. We got this guy off the hair, knocking up grenade launchers, got some slow-mo. Whoa. Stephen Hopkins is like trying to really make an impression going in here. He's no John yeah. Tiernan, but he's certainly going all out like right away to be like, guys, action, 97, it's going to be crazy. Well, I find it funny, like Stephen Hopkins, you know, he did this, uh, following uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, and he went to Predator, uh, Rennie Harlan went from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, and he got Alien, the third Alien film, which he d- didn't end up sticking around and doing, but he was he went to Alien after Nightmare on Elm Street, and then Hopkins went to Predator mm-hmm. right after, which I found pretty fascinating. Have we done Die All Hard the people 2? Get- we haven't done Die Hard 2, right? We've done. Uh, no, so. we've just we've done, done three, one and three. We've done one and three. Have we done one? Oh no, we've done three and no, four. We, we, right. We. I think we've just done with a vengeance. 
Oh, wow. I Wait, maybe we did two... do two. Jesus, I got to look this up now. <laughs> We've done so many commentaries. By the way, that's some reckless driving by Danny Glover. He's just he, like he's getting the job crashing done, into though. other police cars. He's <laughs> borrowing his own car from Lethal Weapon. Got, uh, <laughs> Demolition, Man's 20, Demolition Man's 2032, by the way. Um, there's so much to talk about already. Like We're already getting into Hopkins and whatnot. And we're going to see, but, uh, you know, 80 superstar Marita Conchita Alonso. Well, we have this cast... Is so and like, and ninety so, star Martin Downey Jr. This yeah. this this cast is, this cast is so like diametrically opposed to what the first one was. Where the first one is what the Expendables wishes it could be by having all those tough guys. This one's like, all right, now it's street level cops. And so instead of Arnold well, and Ventura they, uh, and Bill Duke, we're like, we're going to Danny Glover, Ruben Blades, Maria Conchita Alonso. People. Well, they borrow they borrow the alien structure of characters, and there's even uh-huh. moments in this that that are exactly like it. Like with Maria Conchita Alonso is obviously Vasquez, Bill Paxton's Hudson again. You get mm-hmm. uh, you got Gorman is a uh, in here at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, Busey's essentially Apone. You've got a lot of trying to crib from aliens with the characters, um, which it was obvious from the you know, the moment you first see it almost but i also just want to mention that watching these movies as a kid these cop movies i always thought that the trunks of cops' cars was just filled with guns as well Well, which i'm not saying that's a bad thing you always crib from aliens it's like one of the best places to mine (laughs) from so if you're gonna crib from a movie i mean yeah aliens is a good one yeah I, I, I'm amazed in like the first 10 minutes how many guns are in this movie i mean he's got his trunk full of guns later we'll see the gang with their entire arsenal, it looks like more than you know most you know mid-sized uh, countries have uh, in their their little arsenal in their hideaway or whatever. It's now we're seeing Predator being like, "That's the dude I want to try and battle." I, I right. had that with no car doors. I love well, how it, I love how intense uh, Danny Glover is as far as mm-hmm. like he's not playing Murtaugh. He's not playing a guy who's seasoned and wants to get out of this. He's playing a warrior. Like he's playing a yeah. cop that's on the streets doing the job, and he's reckless. Like this is this is this is much more rigs than Murtaugh in this role. And, uh, and we get and we get and we get the ch- the speech later from his superior about how he's taking too many chances and mm-hmm. stepping on too many toes. I mean, I mean, this movie is this is awesome because it's got the stuff you want from a Predator movie, but it's it's nothing. It's not just copying the first one again. This is what I mean, this scene right here. I mean, look at all this armament. A lot of, and he just does, like, a <laughs> bunch of blow. And a giant, <laughs> giant bag of cocaine. And he just slaps it on his shoulders. <laughs> he's, he's slapping it up for later. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. like, uh, Danny Glover, he doesn't even look like... Like, they make him look older in Lethal Weapon. He makes himself look older in Lethal Weapon. Like, here, yeah, he's like, he looks athletic. Great. He looks like a guy that can do all this stuff. He doesn't look like a guy that's too old for this shit. I like how he yells at the guys first and then shoots them. Yeah, he hey! like that's a <laughs> No, he's an honorable cop. He doesn't want to shoot anybody in the back. Oh, gotcha. Hey, yeah, dude. Can't, because, because IA is going to be all over his ass. So. Right. <laughs> okay, so this movie, we get we get Predator in '87. It's three years later we get that we get Predator two. Predator is a hit. Like it's a hit for uh, for '87. Mm-hmm. Like it does quite well. This one, it doesn't do quite. It's because it came out on Thanksgiving for one thing, which is <laughs> it's, it's an odd date. But so is Aliens versus Predator Requiem, which came out on Christmas. Um, Alien Resurrection came out on Thanksgiving too. Yeah, but, or, I mean, right around there. It, but that had the benefit of bringing back Sigourney Weaver, uh, which I mean, it's not like it 
did uh, resurrection did, or not resurrection uh yeah resurrection did do crazy a lot of good. it did okay yeah um, <laughs> it lost to flubber it lost to, it did lose to flubber this one i gotta look up the box office but this i know this oh, one is like it's, it's the lowest grossing of the franchise oh yeah I always really enjoyed this movie. It had like the over-the-top flavor of like the. At this point, uh, Dark Horse had the uh, Alien and Predator uh, comic book um, yep. franchise novelizations too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah right. And this really had the flavor of some of those graphic novels. I mean, it's really over the top. Lots of action. Lots of you know juxtaposition of Predator uh, in different you know, situations and adapting and. You know, really, I really felt like it was like one of those brought to the screen. I, I like this movie a lot more than most people did when it came out. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: like when I first saw, like someone brought the original Predator to my house, like watch it, uh, and I I loved it, and I was like, and they're like, oh, Predator sucks. But the next day, I like made my parents. They took me to like Suncoast, and I bought Predator Two, just blind bought it. I think it was really cheap. That's why I bought. It. I was like, okay, and then I watched it, and I've I've liked it since the first time I saw it, and I I I don't I've never caught on to why it's quote unquote bad it's different um i think it's a huge jump going from arnold to danny glover that's right. that's certainly part of it i mean it's, and that's probably why the box office showed that too because we got a you arnold was just larger than life and now you get a predator movie that the sequel that doesn't bring him back like that there goes people's interest right away just without his involvement. Well, it's a, it's a mix, of, and like we'll talk about it later, I guess, with Arnold and his possible involvement when we get to Gary Busey, the great Gary Busey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, um, I mean, yeah, not bringing back Arnold, that's you know that's a big thing right there. Danny Glover, you know, he's a star, but he's you know he's he's a star plus lethal weapon or plus something something a bit more unique than something like this. And this his... is this is coming out at Thanksgiving. It's like. People want to see a very violent R-rated Predator movie, or do they want to see Home Alone, which is dominating the box office at this point? <laughs> right. Well, and, and Danny Glover, you know, he's got Lethal Weapon, but uh-huh. let's be honest, that Mel Gibson, like, he's half the, the yeah, lead. He's, half the in, team, yeah. he's a lead in the movie, but no one was going to see. Oh, Danny Glover movie. You know, they were going to see Mel Gibson movies and Lethal Weapon. Yeah, not to they like, weren't going to, yeah. Not to like shun Tommy Lee Jones, for example, but like Will Smith is the star of Men in Black. It's not because Tom, Tommy Lee Jones is that's a good addition. Just like Danny Glover's yeah. like right. he's a respected actor, but he's not a guy who's like, Man, gotta go see that new Danny Glover joint. Like that's not what's going on right there. That's not what you say? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I do. I, I personally Yeah, that's what I said when I went to go watch this. Sorry to bother you. That's what that's what most people said when they saw Beloved. They're like, Man, new Danny Glover <laughs> joints. <laughs> By the way, this is where we uh, learn that Danny Glover is afraid of heights. Uh-huh. But, like, Danny Glover was the well-respected actor. Exactly. You know? That's like, what I'm Mel Gibson was the star, but Danny Glover was the the, the prestige. Right. I mean, he was in Color Purple and, um, you know, a bunch of other movies that were, you know, well, well-received and well, well you know, critics enjoyed. But I get what you're saying. He's really not an actor. You don't really think of him as an action hero on his own. Yeah, it's more the foil, the foil than the actual hero. For sure. So this movie comes along, and it's like, okay, it's another Predator film that's coming out on Thanksgiving. It's very R-rated. <laughs> it's very yeah. violent. This movie, um, it had to go to like back and forth with the um, the MPA like a bunch of times to get the R-rate. Like it had to keep recutting and recutting it because it was very graphic with the violence for the time, um, which it still is. Even it's it still R- is. It's yeah, still, there's, there's, a, there's a scene though. coming it's... up that's going to be pretty like serious. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. With some awesome predator tools, though. Which is neat because it's 1990, and it's like we talked about Total Recall, right? We did a Total Recall commentary, didn't we? 
pretty sure we do. I'm pretty sure we do. I don't think <laughs> if, I was there for that one. If not, I'll see you at the party, Richter. <laughs> <laughs> but like this is that's 1990 also, it, which has Arnold, and these are all like this is a good heyday of like the the like extreme 80s like reagan era action movie violence action. where you go yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. with the like it, right. the movies are still violent in the 90s i mean you get all the jerry bruckheimer films and whatnot but these yeah. are like excessively gory it seems yeah uh, with addition to the, like the slasher films that are also coming out around this time on a constant this is like the tail end of that level of extreme so it's it's like yeah this is and this one's coming out at thanksgiving it's a predator movie that certainly lures on predator doing crazy things to people but at the same time it's really violent. I mean, those, those people will bring it on themselves, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, I mean, it makes no... It makes the, the thing I liked about it as a movie, it makes no apologies for that. It is a, you know... Yep. Yeah. I, I hate yeah. to use the term balls out, but it's that, you know, balls out action movie. And, you know, with, uh, you know, no, that, that level of violence and that level of everything, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, pull back from that at all. It doesn't, like, you know, stop itself like some other movies, you know, more regularly would right. now and nowadays... It just is unapologetically what it is, and I well, and our, our criminals, yeah, Jim, like you're saying, like the criminals in this are are criminals. They're bad people. Like that's, that's yeah, how they're portrayed. I mean, we, they don't. A modern movie might attempt to like humanize a few of them here, but this is just like straight up like the 80s and 90s. They were just like they're bad. They're yeah. they're killing people. <laughs> they're doing you know. Yeah, we've uh, we've only done a RoboCop commentary, and we've only done with a vengeance. If I didn't say that already. Uh, okay. So By the way, can you imagine like writing the police report for this crime scene? There was just blood everywhere, <laughs> and then this guy was hanging upside down naked and uh, bloody and very disemboweled. Yeah. You know, it's funny the different times, but um, the the ads, the trailers for this movie, um, you know, they sold Danny Glover and a couple other cast members, including Reuben Blades. Oh, Reuben like, he's popular. It's by yeah, but I'm like, wow, it's different to think of like, oh, that was. I don't think I don't think Bill Paxton's given. Uh, I think it's like Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Maria Conchita Alonso, and Ruben Blades. I think is what they sold it on. I mean, Blades is a. I mean, he's a he's a figure in the you know the the, Latin, the Latino community. Like in that, that mm-hmm. he, and given that these yeah. these films are going to. Go, they're going to play well with a certain demographic. That's one of the oh, actors yeah. you play up. That's one of the actors you... If you got Ruben Blades in your movie, you can do it. For real, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that was a big get for the Walking Dead spinoff, Fear of the Walking Dead, which Jim and I have talked mm. about plenty mm-hmm. on the Walking Dead TV podcast. But, like, Ruben Blades, like, that's a that's a big casting get. That's, like, that's a, that's a cool thing to see. There's <laughs> Robert Dobby. Uh-huh. Yep. Star, star of Maniac Cop 2 and Maniac Cop 3 at the time. <laughs> this is a Joel Silver production, so, yeah, Robert Dobby's going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Seems like they, they go along, and he had just come off uh, License, License to Kill. Kill. Yeah, yeah. he's a Bond villain, so and yeah. he's got Dobby's that, a great, he... great guy. I mean, he can play like he, he's got good range for as limited as you might think he is. You he's know, got, he's got a good face to like. Yeah. That can By the way, of... I want to mention that helicopters in Nintendo Seven, the future, are all silver. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen too. <laughs> How very prescient. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's the character. Well, for one thing, here's um, Adam Baldwin. Um, noted Firefly star and asshole, uh, but also yep. there's, um, <laughs> yep. there's um, Gary Busey, um, who is in the role that, from what I've what I've read, is what Arnold would have been if he was in this movie. It was, probably was been he in... talks to be in this movie. 
Well, oh, no, they wanted him. Yeah, they okay. of course they wanted. Him. There's a version of this probably. What are you gonna say, Brandon? I think you're gonna say what I'm gonna say. What are you gonna say? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I'm just saying, like, well, as you say, is I'm sure he was that character, but it probably changed drastically yeah. when Arnold. I mean, for one thing, Arnold, he'd be the lead character as opposed to the side character. Right. Um, but, yes, there's a version of this story where Arnold plays the you know the guy that knows what's going on and realizes he's coming sure. back to the city. Uh, but, yes, I, I, I don't know what that version of the script looks like, though I'm very curious. I'd, I'd love to know what that conceptually that looks like. But yeah, but, but, yeah, when you can't get Arnold, the solution is obviously Gary Busey. Wait, so did he just leave his busted-up car at the crime scene? With a trunk full of guns? Yeah, with a trunk full of guns. <laughs> they'll, clean, they'll clean it up later. That's how it works in 97. Yeah. <laughs> Wally's not invented yet, but he soon will be. I like how this movie tries to one-up the, the nastiness of Ro- Robocop's Detroit. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, like, everything looks terrible here in L.A. <laughs> like, people were rioting, and there were stri- like, threats, threats of strikes and whatnot, and Predator 2's like, all right, we'll make it even crazier. We'll have drug fights and shootouts on the streets daily. We'll have the police office full of this guy. <laughs> it's just all kinds of crazy <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, last like thing, the last some, thing, uh, the last thing oh. I wanted to talk about as far as um, Predator... Uh, Bill Paxton's here with his mustard suit. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about with uh, Pre- Predator 2, box office-wise, versus Predator... You know, Predator... The first one's very primal. I mean, it's like a jungle. It's got, you know, big men versus this thing. It's a unique concept. It's sci-fi and action being, like, blended together in a unique way. It's something that doesn't quite happen at that scale at that time. You know, a unique presentation here. This is, I mean, it's a little more normal at this point, but it's also, it's, you're setting it in a city, which is a fairly familiar location. There's nothing exotic about it. Like, I can see why an audience would be turned off by something like this. Well, if, you know, if Arnold and company couldn't get past the Predator and Arnold barely got out of it, what what chance do these schlubs have, you know? I always thought kind Predator of... was more like an action movie that collided with a horror movie. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like in a yeah, chocolate yeah. and peanut butter sense, it, uh, it it starts out like an action movie with all these big tough guys and then slowly kind of becomes a horror movie where they're getting picked off one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is like more of a just a straight up action, you know, cop drama versus alien type thing. Uh, I just want to mention real quick, Kent McCord there on the left mm-hmm. yep. uh, from Adam 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, his character is named uh, uh, Captain B. Pilgrim, Billy Pilgrim. It's like a sly uh, reference to uh, Vonnegut. Oh. oh yeah, some slaughterhouse and, and doesn't Barry yeah. doesn't Barry, Gary Busey look good in this? <laughs> he, I mean, this is still it's, the it's, same. I mean, he's the, been eating meatball sandwiches now for ten years. This is the yeah, same, yeah. this is the same days of Gary Busey, so you know it all works. This out. is before the crash, right? Right. That, that said, I mean, Jake Busey's set to play his son in the Predator. In the Predator, yeah, which I'm mm-hmm. very excited about. Yeah, which I, I mean, as far as the standalone not with alien predator movies go i mean this series is three for three for me like i yeah, yeah. i you know and they're all i mean they take a while to make them. they're all spread apart um i i mean i've even come to be okay with the first alien versus predator like i i think it was just a i don't know it felt like a big disappointment when i first saw it but now i'm just kind of like okay this isn't it's all right. I, yeah, I mean, 
I think I think it's wearing him too. Again, it's all right. Okay, because I think it's... I think I'm a I'm a fan of Paul W S Anderson's non Resident Evil films, so it's like I'm happy with what they tried to come up with and how they delivered it. I'd say yeah, if there's room for improvement, but at the same time, it's yeah. like well, they brought them together, and <laughs> it. Uh, I think he would even do things differently now as far as how they were handled, but. Yeah, it's a watchable yeah. movie, and it's got a it's yeah. got a cast that I do like. I do think there's kind of fun characters in there. I mean, with like Ewan well, and they're kind of there's kind of some stuff from the comics and and yeah. novelization that I like that got used in there, not as well as it could have been, but it was still they they were following some sort of guidelines that fans could you know know and appreciate while still trying to do their own thing. And and doesn't this movie have an Easter egg that sets that up? Yeah. Isn't yes. this where we first yep. see? It sets up. We first see that they're in the same universe. universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's That's the thing that set we'll, we'll fans like talking about it for. It was playground. Set up the playground talk, as we called it, or you know, you know, the Freddy versus Jason playground talk, Alien versus Predator. Right. It was a, like Robocop versus Terminator, like all that. What I think works, I mean, speaking to kind of the individual Predator, these the Predator Prime series, um, is that the they all play on fairly simplistic ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're all high concepts that work. The first one's obvious. This one's like, okay, now it's in a city. And Predators, which I rewatched recently, um, and I, I liked it then. I like, I think I like it more than I've been giving it credit for in my memory, because I, I've constantly dug at how I think Lawrence Fishburne kind of stops the movie dead in his tracks. But watching it this time, I'm like, eh, he's he's not in it that long in a movie. It's like it's like four yeah. minutes. He's, <laughs> it's really short. It's a little longer, but I mean, at the same time, I I used to. Going just by memory is like God. He just drowns this movie, but now I'm like, he's he's not that. He's not. He's fine. He's fine as like an exaggerated version of Bill Duke's character. That's just like an extended mm-hmm. cameo. Uh, but that movie as a whole, it just goes right into it. It just literally like throws you. Like we I talked about this on the yeah, podcast. Well, literally before. falling right yeah, when like, you get into I, the movie. Anna and mm-hmm. I watched it the other day, and uh, we watched the opening twice because Anna was so thrilled by the idea of Gary B- or okay, of Adrian Brody being <laughs> being launched into the into the sky right away. She was like, "This is great." We had to, watch to be it. fair, I would be also amused if Gary Busey was launching this guy right away in Predators. That should be its own show. Um, <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean... That, Six that, seasons in a movie. But that, that one keeps it real. And that's what I, I liked what um, Rodriguez was trying to do and uh, director Nimrod Antal was trying to do with that mm-hmm. film as far as, yeah. let's just keep it straight. Just keep it straightforward like the first one. Throw a bunch of tough people into a situation, have them figure it out. Like, that was a clever way to go. And I, I look forward to what Shane Black's going to do with this next one. I mean, it... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For one thing, it's Shane well, Black and Fred Decker. It's like, yeah, why? why would that yeah, here work? comes that scene. Oh yeah, this is probably crazy. Oh, yeah. this is like the probably the craziest uh, in terms of all the content involved because mm-hmm. there's gonna be a, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of like graphic stuff going on. They probably had to reiterate it a bunch of times. This is also the scene where they constantly shoot at nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> like, what's cool about this movie too is that you know they expand on the Predator's weapons, which I was really happy to see. Yeah, this is a certainly mm-hmm. kind of like a we introduced a new horror icon the first time around, so let's give them more to do, and that's a lot of what this film is. It's like, all right, how would it handle these different situations, and what else does it have in its arsenal? Clearly, it comes from some other place where it could have lots of fun toys to deal with, and mm-hmm. this movie finds a way to deal and deliver on that. I feel like some of these gangs would fit in perfectly with Punisher Warzone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or the Warriors. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the like the it's the adult version of the Warriors. Like the Warriors are all like spread. This is like, 
The Grim Dark. Yeah, this warriors. is too like if the Warriors. There's too many guns. There are too many guns to be in the Warriors. I was saying if the Warriors, <laughs> no, if the, if this was like the adult version of the Warriors, like this one's set in Queens, <laughs> like, like that's, that's where this that's where this version of the the Warriors all grown up, like that's where this one that one's set. Grown up. But yeah, these gang like this Jamaican gang that's growing on here. It's swords and canes. It's crazy. All of them have dreads. Most of them have shiny pants. Except, except the bald one. <laughs> yeah, this looks like some of the entourage from uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Look at those hats. Does anyone say Bombaclot? Bombaclot. I watched Luke Cage season two, and Jamaican Gang is a there's a big like running thread with 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 like that group and alfred woodard just keeps saying bombaclot a lot in that season like okay i get it all right you're making fun of them okay good job oh yeah we have to put the laser on this giant see this is where a predator does like some vigilante justice yeah he's like you know what you guys ruined that guy's evening i'm gonna take you guys all out this is a perfectly fine glass block foyer they're just destroying everything there's nothing there yeah, he's really taking care of this Art Deco apartment right. <laughs> like here in Los Angeles. I got that furniture for you, boss. Originally, they were going to set this in New York uh, before they decided on L.A. Um, mm. They couldn't film in New York, um, so this is an awesome weapon here. But you can like, you can imagine the right. going to like different like skyscrapers and stuff and doing all kinds of craziness. I like how they slowed down so you could see what it was doing. Yeah, so you, so some of the introductions here, you get the net. That like sinks into people, which is pretty crazy. You get his like weird hook thing that he shoots at people, and of course there's the mm-hmm. disc that we'll get later on. Right. It's right out of Tron. I just love all every piece of glass in this apartment. Oh, the shot. Sphere. Yeah, oh the yeah. Sphere. <coughs> I have a um a fancy Predator Two action figure that has like the spear and the disc and the the hook shot thing. Now, does the Predator have one arm or two arms? It's got two arms. Okay. No, yeah, it's pre it's pre battle damage predator. <laughs> now, we, should we mention that the uh, there is a cast member that carries over from the original, and it's uh, the predator himself, Kevin Peter Hall. Kevin Peter, right. Peter Hall, yeah, Kevin Peter Hall. Harry and playing the, a different Harry. different role, but <laughs> Harry Harry from Harry of the Hendersons. He's a different predator this time, but mm-hmm. but he's he's over seven feet tall and uh, and uh, has the right build. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, John. Once again, John Claude Van Damme lost out on being the uh, the icon of this franchise. <laughs> Which I, I like this Predator costume they use for this one. Oh yeah, especially the uh, the a face lot. is like they did a. Uh, I who does the makeup? I assume it's um, Stan Winston. Stan Winston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did, like, yep. Oh wow. They really they re- they really let him like go intense on the on the on the face. Like once they take the mask off, mm-hmm. like, it's much more expressive. Uh, like you know, it just increase you know technology in the. You know, work you can do increases over time, so it's just it's a great design for the whole look of this thing. And have I like guys, the. What, go ahead, Jim. I was going to ask if you guys had ever seen the original suit that Van Damme wore. Yeah, the red one? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in the original shooting yeah. of Predator, because that was amazing. The, um, yeah, yeah, the, right, uh, and then you can actually see it in Predator 1 in the camouflage when he's like walking across the bridge in the final scene. Yeah, the look of um, it. Like, it's the same silhouette. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, and, you know, that uh, doesn't look great. In Predators. There mm-hmm. are multiple aliens within that series, and there's one that's like a not the dogs, but there's like a running species that's in there, and that's actually based off the original design for the Predator. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed oh, wow. to be what the original design was. That's like a fun cameo kind of thing, as far as 
the design for other creatures that the the predators are hunting within that film. Yeah, so this is crazy graphic because everybody's skinned alive and there's oh, like a, yeah. there's a, there's a yeah. bunch of them in this room. <laughs> and sadly, this is where we like. That's a lose, great question we... by Danny Glover, by the way. Why isn't he skinned? And who are these assholes? <laughs> this, this, is, this is a sad thing because we're gonna we're gonna lose um we're gonna lose Reuben Blades later on here because he's too curious. Basically, that's, yeah. his, that's his crime, which is unfortunate. I don't I don't know. It's like that's part of part of this movie that. Yeah what lowers it because like predator the first one is a favorite movie of mine that is a five star favorite movie i've seen plenty of times i've seen this plenty of times too but it's there are elements of this that i do like question like how the predator acts we're like he is attacking gangs for some reason and it's like that's not really hunting that's just him like showing up during a time when there are people that have guns and it's a little little off like he's dispensing vigilante well, he, justice, sure, but it's like why? Why does he need to do? No, I was just kidding about the vigilante justice. He's just like trying to kill fools and collect skulls. Well, I think he like takes note of Danny Glover right away, uh-huh. and that's that's his immediate challenge. And I right. And part of this is kind of like, look what I can do that you can't. I'm taking care of these gangs. Right. Maybe it's like a taunt. Or for, maybe he's uh, just trying to draw. It. Or he's trying to draw Danny Glover out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... He knows that Danny Glover hunts these guys down too. So he's like, like Brandon says, like showing that he's the same kind of hunter and kind of drawing Danny Glover out by doing this. I mean, I get, I, I suppose there are simpler ways to draw somebody out into combat than skinning alive a bunch of random truck dealers. In an not if you're, complex. not if you're the predator. I know, but 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Comma, but as, but I mean, people make the same argument to me when I defend, when I not defend because I don't have to. When I talk about Django Unchained and how Christoph Waltz could do other ways to get to Jamie Foxx and Kerry Washington's characters, so it's like. Yeah, no, they just like elaborate plans because that's just how they operate. Um, Gary I do there. like. Uh, oh, I like Adam, ba- Adam Baldwin's constantly like mugging in the background. He's like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Gary so, Busey just said, "Your big nose is too far in my business," which is a great line. <laughs> <laughs> they do have the lines going that were great. They in the do, first yeah. Who wrote this script? <laughs> It's the same guys, Jim, Jim and John Thomas. Really? Right? Uh, oh, yeah. Jim, uh, Jim Thomas and John. Yeah, Jim and John Thomas. Yeah. Uh, the thing I like about the series with the the Predator movies, with this one, the second one, and and Predators, is they're all three pretty separate, different movies. The third one like evokes feelings and stuff of the first one, but it's kind of got a it's got a much different agenda, and they slowly give this give you new details about the Predator. Like we don't like get this backstory on them or all this. We just get we'll get like a little de- new detail. Like we get a couple new weapons in this one, some different ideas. We see a ship, uh, but it's not like over explained to us or beaten over the head. And then the next one we'll see that there's other uh, races of predators, and they all they make different masks and things. And there's and there's like a planet that they keep people on, but there, it's never like just here's your here's your novel to read here's all this it's just simple just little things that create the mythology and let your mind wander on like well what's this now what what do i think and you know allow you to just i don't know have your imagination or something i just kind of like it's that. great it's great not to have it under a mountain of exposition for sure exactly yes yes thank you i mean i would love i mean i feel like if this were made now there'd be a scientist you know well, we've been tracking these guys for thousands of years. You see, and they would ex- have to explain everything to you in like a five-minute expository monologue. And it's great just to figure them out as you as you know the characters are. I really appreciate that about it. At the same time, you know, I just thought of something. I'll get back to it. At the same time, I do like the stuff I have learned within some of these movies that 
does explain some aspect. Like, even the Alien vs. Predator movies. I do like that there's this logic of they have to, like, Earth is such a big player that they travel as, as a, like, a rite of passage for for, for fighting up against aliens with human sacrifice. Like, there's there's stuff that's like, okay, that's that's out there. I don't feel, it doesn't feel belabored, though. It feels like, okay, that's a neat way to go about handling some of this. I mean, I, I still obviously prefer just the idea of, hey, there's a guy in a spaceship and he decided to come hunt on Earth for a while. Like, that's fun. Like, yeah. that's, that's a fun, like, basic way to go with it. But I do like, yeah, yeah I do like the And that opening shot from Predator is great, where it's like the stars and then one of them just moves towards Earth. It's like the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The thing Very I just similar. thought of, by the way, um, Brandon, you mentioned aliens. It's essentially aliens meets Die Hard. Like, that's what they're going. And then, you know, being a Joel Silver production, that's a lot of what they're going for, as far as like an average guy in over his head type of thing, or an average cop, right? And then, you know, obviously throwing in this whole sci-fi war fest that's going on as well. Like, there's, there's, I see the mindset of like how things are shifting, where you have something like Predator that belongs in the '80s versus something like Die Hard, which all the riffs would then come within the '90s, as far as Die Hard on this, Die Hard mm-hmm. on that. This isn't a Die Hard movie; it doesn't even have that template, but it does have the kind of someone that's you know, it's Danny Glover. It's not Arnold. It's someone that you wouldn't necessarily think this right. guy can handle himself against an extraterrestrial warrior, but here he is being placed in an impossible scenario, uh, which is appealing. That has a level of appeal. It's within this very brutal and nasty movie, but it, it you know it 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 can work. I totally get what you're saying. I mean, when Bruce Willis made Die Hard, he was not an action hero in any nope. way. No, it was laughable. You know? He's the like, goofy what? sidekick in Moonlight. Yeah, he, exactly. He's the funny guy. <laughs> right, exactly. So to have like you know your regular cop, you know regular you know one good cop fighting against you know all these kind of forces he can't control, then definitely I see where you you know you're drawing your comparison for sure. Poor Ruben Blades. Just too curious. I mean, he's doing his job. He's detecting. That's a lot of tape. For they, the really, they really don't want you to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> he walks in and Rorschach is there. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> some human bean juice. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't there a, a comic or something uh, with the Predator that explained to us that uh, Dutch... Had died from radiation poisoning. Yeah, that's another. Like, the there's another. There's a novelization. There's a novelization that has that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. probably in the comics, probably allude. That's to a that bummer because well. I thought that he like you know married Anna at the end and they just had like a family and lived in Mexico for the rest of his life. Well, you know the explanation for audiences is that because if you can't get someone back or they're done with a series, you, they have to die. You just because so, so no one can ask why aren't they there and just get the answer like well they weren't involved in this story. Because for some reason that's not acceptable. Well, in the in the Ocean's Eight slash Fate of the Furious logic, it's not their fight. Sorry, not Ocean's Eight. Ocean's Thirteen logic, it's not their fight. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there actually is another um, cast member from the first film in this film, which is uh, which is Anna, as you mentioned, Abe. It's uh, she's gonna show up. She has. She's in like videotape that Gary Busey shows. Oh, later on. okay. All right. Because I was like, uh... I don't remember her being in the movie. Yeah, she's she'll, she'll see her later on. Like, see, he means business because he's turned his uh, he turned his, his kangle. He turned his kangle right. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Jackson saw that. He's like, I got a whole new idea, and that's when he became popular. After that's that's when he became uh, <laughs> yeah. Harder with the Vengeance uh, yeah. style. He's just yeah. like, man, I can't keep getting these roles, small little roles in Spike Lee movies, and like getting killed off in Goodfellas. I got a new idea. Then, <laughs> backwards kangle. Backwards, yeah, that's what he did. I mean, to be fair, this guy is a trooper because he's not even using gloves on, like, this disgusting dried blood. Well, Abe, he's not Danny uh. Glover. Oh. <laughs> he's Ruben Blades. He should have more, should have had more knives. 
Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would Bruno help, Blades that would help with a gun? What kind of movie is this? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So one. this is where I learned that the predator likes to do like practical jokes too that maybe that maybe can kill you because he's just gonna like spook him. Yeah, this like the first predator, he was more of like a seasoned hunter. This predator is more of like a kid, he's like a teenager. He's like a teenager. He really is. <laughs> like that's, I'm serious too. I think that's kind of the. I feel like that's probably a younger predator, like one that's just like I'm just doing this to have some fun on Earth for a while. Yeah. Just yeah. take take my take my spring break from predator. He's building his res- building his resume from, from, right. from Planet Predator. I'm just taking a day off. Planet Predator. Yeah. He's just here to earn experience points. He gets the easy ones here. What? Why does he kill him though? Well, he takes out the gun, I guess. But still, I, I mean, mean he's he, taking the gun out. Yeah. But the, I mean, he was provoked to take the gun out. So, I mean, he didn't need to kill him. To be fair, I don't think that the Predator is really in it to save people. It's a good thing he was playing with that necklace before, so we'll know that that's a plot point later. Mm, Yeah. But something we we understand is that he hunts for sport, which is why he doesn't kill Marie Cacciato Alonso later on. I thought that just just, because she had a baby. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to let this one live. Well, I mean, Um, that's what I'm saying, though. He has a, has, a level of morality that the Predator does have. And you know, and, a, and a, a lot of honor. He's got a code and, and, and honor, a code. Thank you. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. A code. And it's like, it's not like Ruben Blades is doing it. I mean, if he's on the side of, you know, Danny Glover, who he's most interested in, if that's another way to provoke him, if that's what we're going with, fine. But at the same time, it's like, dude, is just walking around. Like he wasn't doing anything threatening. <laughs> like, and it's not like I don't think the predator is worried about like getting a picture of the Daily Bugle or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, he caught me! I gotta watch out. Imagine Jay Jonah Jameson, like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's basically Morton Downey Jr.'s character as Tony Pope. Yeah. <laughs> Give me pictures of the Predator. <laughs> Did you guys used to watch Hard Copy as a kid? No, but or, I knew. I, I knew it. I knew it basically yeah, because yeah. of the Simpsons. I knew it. All the shit like a, a current affair. Right. That one. Yeah. That's where Bill O'Reilly got his start. Oh yeah. Do it that's the one where he has that like blow up. The doing that's, right. yeah. yeah. that's, right. that's where Geraldo died. <laughs> <laughs> Morton Downey was like at the height of his fame though when he made this movie. He had his own show. He was kind of the had that raconteur uh, uh, talk show going on in syndication in the early nineties. Smoked on TV. <gasps> My goodness, whatever. I know. I know. Get you a TVMA now. Did you guys ever see that one uh, Tales from the Crypt where he's in it and then he goes to, like this haunted house where he gets he gets killed? Actually, that does sound familiar. I've seen Tales from the Crypt in the long. It was actually it's actually a pretty good episode. That, that does sound really familiar though. I I, I do like the, like the the dick measuring going on between Glover and Busey throughout this film. By the way, like, I just like, want to yeah. There's a lot of cussing in this movie. Oh yeah, like a lot. No, yeah, it's 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 this movie's full of the full of the f bombs and the shits and all kinds of things. I've, I've got to imagine that when they're trying to edit it for TV, they're just a lot of freaks. And some okay. kind of, so that's the thing. I grew freaking. up. I grew up watching this and and Predator on like you know on cable. So it's like lifetime. Uh, yeah, on Lifetime and and uh, <laughs> and um, Fox Family. Um, on so Lifetime. It's, so, so it's like I knew a lot of this movie before I ever really got the like the you know the the DVD. And so it's like, wow, there's a there's a lot that they have to work around in the second movie. Right. right. Like the second movie, especially because there's 
there are some key kills that I I would never like. They added out the entire um, like he, when he fights the Jamaican gang leader scene. Like they that that whole thing is cut entirely on TV. Like they the just, part in the alleyway. Yeah, the alleyway. Like that's they, an awesome scene. They, but yeah, but they can't really shit because it's like he cuts his head off. So it's like he gets his head off. The movie and makes like, like the, the movie makes like no narrative sense by removing like part of it. So they just take the whole thing out. Yeah. One. By good the way, the cop. fashion here in 1997, spot on. Oh yeah, extra long ties, really big, no, yeah, really they, big sports they, coats. Yeah. Text a lot of textured looks with the cloth, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they know what they're doing. <laughs> but it's the future. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's the future. We haven't talked about Bill Paxton much, but um, yeah, he is playing a variation of Hudson. But I, mm-hmm. I like that he's like he's like Bachelor Hudson, where he's like both like a nervous cop type character but he's also like constantly hitting on maria cachito alonzo and like trying to make like a big show of himself like it's right <laughs> i like the variation bill three Pac- ford mustangs right there I, yeah 97 i like that it's coming back i like the variation of of bill paxton between his movies where he's died in with predators terminators and aliens mm. mm-hmm. take that uh. lance henrickson <laughs> No, I, I like, you know, it's funny, like I mentioned the alias thing, and, and you, you see it, and then when Bill Packard shows up, it's like, oh, they're not even trying to hide it. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, no, he's he's fun in this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I, we'll get to the train scene, because I think the train scene is pretty brilliant, as far as yeah. everything yeah. that happens in it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get more of Adam Baldwin like mugging in the back. This is their secret. This is like the the government secret uh, lab truck, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that high tech video mixer. I know. Look at all these scary <laughs> monitors. <laughs> That's how high tech this is. They 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 can't they can't they can't use the flat screen monitors because it'll be uh... actually it's ninety seven. They still have they don't have flat screens yet, so it doesn't matter. All right. No. This movie works. <laughs> it doesn't break any timelines. <laughs> <laughs> A constant concern I know we all have. I mean, they just, they're missing the CompuServe discs and Net Zero discs sitting scattered around the. <laughs> if they were really wise, they would have, like, knew to throw in some kind of zip drive. Right. I think there's one, I mean, one, if I have one thing to. You know, criticize the movie. I think the pacing does kind of it's for as hot as this movie jumps out the gate. I think it does halt up, and it's. I mean, I'm not okay. against like solving mystery stuff or dramatics, but they don't move. Yeah, it's as well as it's, could. it's my issue with movies like this and like The Ring, where I like what they're going for, I like the style, but a lot of it is we have to investigate this thing that the audience is either pining to see more of or already mm-hmm. knows about so it's like yeah. Yeah, we already know what the predator is this is predator 2 so it's like it's not all that narratively interesting to see danny glover walking around trying to figure out what a predator is that's right like, there is more predator stuff happening but in between those things you're only going to get so far if you have you know fun actors arguing with each other <laughs> like that's that doesn't go all that well mm-hmm. that's why that's why i think predators you know yeah that's a movie that gets down to business pretty quickly and while, right. while there is a mysterious aspect to it, the fun of that is that you're on another plant, which you don't really understand quite right away. But you're on a you're in a unique location again, and it's been you know like what almost over almost thirty years since the first Predator movie. So it's like 
yeah, there's a lot going on <laughs> in Predators to keep you interested that doesn't involve figuring out what a Predator is. Well, and Pred- Predator- Predators could have been that way. I mean, it had been uh, a while since there was a Predator movie, but they don't. They're like, you know what one of these looks like. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the invisible thing go for just like two seconds, but then we're going to show you them all real quick. Um, the thing, The thing about that one was... You know, more car. so than the predators. Like, do you even trust this group you're with? That's yeah. the kind of cool dynamic about. Yeah, no, it gives you it gives you a lot of mystery beyond just what's hunting them. Uh, yeah, which were and like what and smartly that movie. I mean, the predator doesn't show up till like 45 minutes in. Also, like it, it right. does. You know, quite much like the first film. This it's kind of like a it's a variation, a real variation of. It, and then there were none. I know we always complain, uh-huh. set them up and knock them down to it, but it. It does have that mysterious guest invited to a mansion, and they start getting picked off, and they they all have something in common they're trying to figure out, and I, I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and this film... It's a lot of smoke coming from that car. Oh, of course. I love that car, man. I just yeah, want to say, got, I love yeah. that car. Yeah. This film's, you know, it's trying to do like a that lot. vinyl it's, roof it's, with it's, those zebra print. And you got the, the strobe Christmas lights inside. It's great. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this film is trying to do everything. It's trying to be these cop dramas, trying to be sci-fi, it's trying to be action, it's trying to be a buddy comedy of sorts. Like yeah. it's and, and it's trying yeah. to be, and it's trying to be a slasher film. Yeah. So it's like what, what I kind of really appreciate since we started is that uh, they do a lot of like wide shots, so you can actually see some stuff, and they actually take care of the production design. So it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, it's not as though they they knew that they were gonna. It's not as though they were trying to make a trash movie and then just got you know stole the money and ran. They they're mm-hmm. making the money. They're making the movie here. Oh, this is the joy of movie of action movies that came before two thousand and four, where you know you spent a lot of time seeing the action and exploring the space. Right, uh, like it's it's not, geography. Yeah, geography, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, knowing what the stakes are, having characters within scenes that matter to some degree. Like, yeah, these are these are things that do work in the favor of, you know, competently made action movies. Like that's a nice shot of just Danny Glover in the shadows right there. Yep. And, and the most like misunderstood thing about the Paul Greengrass effect is that he he had all those things within his little effective you know new way of telling those stories. Yeah, well, Paul, that's the thing. Paul Greengrass is very good at his his style. Others aren't very good at his style. No. <laughs> I like that there's a new character named King Willie in this movie. You see his necklace? It's like a giant uh, necklace of the continent of Africa. Yeah, no, it's great. No, this guy, this, this I assume this guy is one of uh, one of the former Black Panthers. Cut down, <laughs> cut down in his prime. There's all this voodoo stuff going on in this movie too that doesn't really. Was that was that it like leads, a big thing in like the '90s, like the early '90s? Uh, yeah, actually, well, like urban gangs were uh, like uh-huh. a lot of Steven Seagal movies rely on this as well. Um, voodoo stuff? Okay. No, no, but like like gangs like this that are like oh, exo- gotcha. exotic okay. to some degree if they're not like you know Car- caribbean or african it's because like mm-hmm. leaning hard on um you know middle eastern gotcha that's be- that yeah. became a thing and then you know <laughs> yeah you have to explore different ways of uh of xenophobia <laughs> and uh, to- uh and, like toxic <laughs> international relations so it's like okay right. let's go yeah. let's go off caribbean for a while <laughs> that's that's kind of a theme in a lot of like early 90s uh, action movies that like if they didn't want to use middle eastern gangs it's some kind of like variation of a black gang <laughs> Later on, it starts becoming. It's still kind of this, but it's also because there's a mole inside the U.S. Like that's what it eventually becomes. 
or evil corporate dudes. Yeah. Eventually, we settled back on Russians again. And now, Nazis come up every now and then, which is fitting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had the zombie run, too, for a while. That was less action, but, you know, as far as disposable bad guys go. So you think King Willie's just, like, throwing his bones and being like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to die now. King Willie's been looking forward to this day forever. I know. He, he kind of has been. I feel like he, he actually really has been, because he came for a fight. In what I assume is the Netflix uh, six-episode King Willie series, I, I believe that you know he'll see this as a young child, and it'll lead up to this day. Again, this Calvin is a Lock- scene. Cal- oh. I was going to say, Calvin Lockhart's been in a lot of movies. Mm. Wild at Heart, Coming to America. Um, he did a lot of work uh, with Twin Peaks with, uh, with David Lynch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Coming to America, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, this is a great scene, eh, by the way. I love that, like the end, like the the pacing intention of the scene is something you really want to see in a Predator movie. Yeah, and you always get one of these. You get one of these, and every... that cutaway is great. It is. It is a great cutaway. I, lo- I love that you don't see the fight, and you just see, and like the yell is. It's a good match cut. Um, yeah. But I love that every one of these movies has one of these scenes where it's like uh, a, a seemingly tough guy is like, all right, there's no reason to run. I'm just gonna face down this thing. So you get Billy in the first one. Uh, you, get, mm-hmm. you get King Will in this one. And you, you get the um, the uh, the the um, what's it what's it called the gang the Japanese gang um, Yakuza the, the Yakuza guy in Predators who has that like, yeah that, that guy was just like All right, I'm gonna stop running I'm just had, gonna fight has, you he has that sweet samurai fight with a predator which is like that's right. so like someone in the someone someone drew that in a comic once and it's like wow that's cool that they actually brought that out <laughs> it's Ninja Gaiden if you let the menu screen go without pressing start. <laughs> <laughs> Predators has a great cast, by the way. I gotta keep, like watching it again. It's like Mahershala Ali, Walton Goggins in supporting roles, Danny Trejo's in there, Topher Grace is in there. Like, uh, it's like loaded with people. Mahershala, like Al Shabazz Ali, when he had like his full name before he like shortened it a bit. Anyway, back to Morton Downey. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he's just espousing graphic details to a nationwide audience. Now, Brett, what you are saying, Brett, about the pacing, like, it does build eventually to just, like, an extended third act, where it's like, once we get yeah, to, yeah. like, what, like, the yeah. um, the train thing? It's like, because the train leads to the factory, right? Or the, whatever, the, the meat locker, whatever they're The in. meat locker. Yeah, like, yeah. And then it's just, like, it's all out, just, like, it doesn't stop once we get to, like, once we get to the subway, the movie's over. Like, it's it's just ending. It's, like, it's it's constantly, like, a chase movie at that point. Between Danny Glover and the Predator. Well, I mean, what's interesting is, like, what they're doing here, all this is, you know, he's trying to solve a case. He's trying to solve his case. So you're right that it is kind of just uh, in between the action and in between the Predator stuff. Yeah, it kind of takes you out of it, but he's he's on a mission. He's a man on a mission, I suppose. I also like this doctor. She's got to be, like, She's got like a German accent. She's an exposition machine. So it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> act, I gotta act this somewhat interestingly, I guess. Uh, have they not? Uh, have they not wondered where his partner is for like the past three days? No, they know. They know he's dead. No, they know he's dead. They showed him. Uh, they showed him on Morton Downey Jr. show. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you know, remember one good cop. Yeah, and one good cop. One dead good cop. Symbolism. 
Mm. You know, we talked about Requiem in our our, our famed Alien vs. Requiem commentary track, which is available mm-hmm. on the on Audio Boom and iTunes and is such a great listen. Um the problem there, I think we clearly identified, is that it's just an ugly movie. <laughs> like it's, it's not a, not necessarily a fault of what they wanted to do. What they wanted to do conceptually was interesting. I mean, there's a good idea there, and it's fun in its own ways. You know, kind of look how bad this is. But like, it's an ugly movie, and the characters suck. Like that's the biggest problem with it, which is, you know, not a good problem. Um, this movie, it's very bright, like the first Predator. I mean, it's, you know, we yeah, get these scenes at night. Things. We get a lot of scenes at night, but we get a lot of scenes in the day mm-hmm. too, just like the first film, where you really mm-hmm. gotta. It's a good LA movie, as far even though it's you know a fictionalized right. version of LA, but it, like it does a good job of like, well, we have the setting, let's use that. Where Aliens vs Predator was like, all right, we have suburb, like a suburban town, let's turn off all the lights immediately and never have light again. <laughs> like, let's have yeah. what, what, what do you mean we don't have like it in a, a bunch in a... of lights? <laughs> yeah. The filmmaker took the bold step of not letting his audience see what was going on. Man, if you, uh, <laughs> if you want, if you want 24's Michelle Dessler, you're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna have to cut that light budget. If you want, if, well, rescue me's White Sean. Uh, we're gonna have to do it all we can. Now this is the taunting that you're talking about, where he's just literally showing up just to like, just to like play sounds of his partner. <laughs> I know, and he's like, hey, by the way, remember this? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then Jenny Glover freaks out. <laughs> I like that hat, though. Yeah. I like his, uh, his his leave time hat. I mean, to be fair, though, if if something was, like, taunting you and you couldn't see it, I'd probably freak out, too. So Predator do any voice imitations in this one? Predator? Yeah, he does. He did, yeah, he did, he did, uh, he'll, he'll he did, say the one candy line later. He did. He did Danny Boy. He said Danny Boy. Oh, okay, the, blades already. Yeah. All right, that's right. And he says that's something. Right. He says something here. He says the. Uh, he that's says, right. Thinking, but this is where it, w- it was. I can't remember. Well, that's why he got. That's why it got his attention to begin with, too. I also like the uh, tradition of '80s and '90s action films of guns in the future being pistols with sights on them. Yeah. Yes. People love so, uh, the future. By the yeah. way, this is uh, the Bart in the Bay Area. Oh. Yeah, okay, so here's the train scene. Yeah. Oh. yeah this, this is uh, when Bart still looked with uh, those gross seats. We've never had TVs on Bart, by the way. <laughs> hey, Christopher Lloyd in a well-received cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's the uh, cast of Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were right about Fedora's coming back, though. Johnny Mnemonic was set in 2021. We did that commentary. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This guy, I like who's sitting with the glasses, actually looks like he's from the future. He's actually an, an android. <laughs> he's Inspector Gadget. Yeah. He's a replicant. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everyone's got a gun oh, here. I like, like, this is like a proto-Michael Douglas in Falling Down. It's like, I've had enough! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is exactly how the Bay Area is. We all have guns. Yeah. When we're riding Everybody's for. armed. This is like yeah. that Simpsons episode where everybody has a gun. <laughs> yep. Jim, there's your point. Everyone's got, like, uh, you know, laser sights and scopes. <laughs> yep, exactly. You get a pistol, you put a scope or a laser sight. It's a... 
time honored tradition going back to Snake Plissken. They all went so. to the they all went yep. to the same de- gun dealer and they all talked him into they all talked him into the same thing. The de- gun dealer had to be played by like yeah. Dick, Dick Dick Miller from Terminator's son, by the way. That's I'm sure that's yeah. what it was. <laughs> Ever since my dad got killed by that android from the future, I've had a had a knack for selling guns with sights on them to make sure it never happens again. I want I've always a had a bigger, question about this bulkier handgun. That's what I want. Like, yeah. My question here about the sequence was why why did the predator come to that art train or that train because it's looking for danny glover's uh friend as his partners his company. is that what is he doing okay yeah no that's that's my assumption so he's just like okay i'm gonna go kill this he's crew because they're, they're pretty good it feeds into this theory of you know taunting danny glover and bringing him out like getting gotcha. him r- right. riled up to like go as a you know have a warrior versus warrior face off yeah there is one big error coming up that i always bugs me um an error We'll, we'll see when it's when when we get to Paxton's last stand here. I'll, I'll point it out. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, I feel bad for him. I did. Too. I like that he throws the golf ball or the ping pong ball. <laughs> that guy's dead. Oh, I thought it was just like like a grenade that didn't blow up. No, it's his man. Mouth. That guy, that guy who didn't want to give up his seat, got killed. He had a gun. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't have guns. I do love this like effect though. I mean, this is like. This is like what Nolan was trying to do in Batman Begins, as far as like making it very sporadic and editing. Constantly. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it, yeah. The, but this ver- like Nolan, you know, wasn't used to doing that. <laughs> this Hopkins seems to have a handle on what he's trying to do here. And as then far as boom, he's... like the legends of Bill Paxton and Rampart Division are coming true now. He's becoming a hero. Here. <laughs> but this is a uh, this is great. Like I love this stuff. Like this this like how yeah. this scene plays out because it is very like it is tense. I mean, I mean, look he, at the way that it's shot too. I mean, it's yeah, strobe effect. Yeah, yeah, Nobody, no director yeah. now would do strobe effect for like a whole sequence. So this is what bugs me. Predators. I mean, I get that it's supposed to be unstoppable, but like Bill Paxton's unloading at him. It's like, and it's not. It's just like walking slowly towards him. It doesn't really make much sense to me why how this plays. I mean, you saw that splatter of blood there, though. You don't though. There's no splatter of blood. He's just shooting no, that, at him. That Paxton. little green spot that just came off from Predator. <clears throat> I didn't see no green spot. Uh, we'll have to rewind it. I, I see Bill Paxton shooting straight ahead of him over and over and over again, and Predator's just like, I'll just walk slowly towards you. That, those green spots. Those that's, are, that's, that, that's those are sparks one. from his armor. Mm-hmm. Hold on, we're going to see it one. Oh, ping pong ball time. Yeah, it's a ping pong ball. Or it's a golf ball. I can see it. I can see... The Blu-ray is much clearer, guys. <laughs> it's a golf ball. You can see the ridges. Did we get to your error part? We didn't know that's what I was talking about. Just him shooting. It's not like oh, an error okay. as far as filmmaking. It's just an error. Kind of just as, like it's like a, it's a yeah. weird it's a weird way to have him where he's just like the effect of Predator walking down the the train car. It's like all right, man, dude. He goes out like a G though. Uh huh. <laughs> he gets a Hudson good death. Good thing Crocodile Dundee was there to loan him his knife. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> But it's a good cutaway to have, like, every time, like, something crazy happens, it's just, like, show the Bart going down the track really fast. Yeah. See, before Speed, we got another uh, example of LA's uh, <laughs> underground railway system. You know, the Predator's probably taller than Dennis Hopper, too. <laughs> yeah, good thing they weren't riding on top of the Bart. <laughs> right. Oh, jeez. Robert Shaw and Martin Balsam are coming the other way on the exactly, train. Yeah, Walter Matthau's like, <laughs> Walter Matthau's like waiting at the control. He's like, "What? What? There's a predator on the train?" <laughs> what? So again, this is this is another great moment of like tension here because we don't know what's going on and she doesn't know what's going on. Predator? And uh, the way that it builds up is great. They already killed Hector Elizondo though. 
<laughs> we should do a whole commentary track for Taking Hell in One Two Three because that movie. God, I love that. that I love that is, movie. That movie's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, I do. I just watched it not too long ago again. It yeah. really holds up it's a lot. So good. Oh my god. Yeah. Guys, let's just stop this. Let's watch Taking Hell in One Two Three. <laughs> 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 we haven't talked much about Maria Cachita Alonso, but I mean, she's like a as much an 80 an action star as danny glover at this point oh for sure yeah. right yeah <laughs> like, yeah i you know i wasn't joking when i said 80 superstar and more Kajita alonso and we did this is our second maria Kajita alonso movie we did the running man yeah exactly right. are there any others <laughs> by chance that we talked about let me look awesome. it was list so my my about. other question is like you know does he have to string him up immediately he's gonna yeah Blood's okay. not gonna drip itself. Oh, I see. Okay, I got you. Yeah, he doesn't. He likes to leave a mess, but not that much of a mess. Yeah. yeah so and dude, his yeah. heat vision is actually like ultra microscopic. That is a weird. Like, I get that it, you know, the necessity of it, but it's such a like. What else can we make the predator to do? Well, what if he sees inside of a pregnant woman? He's also a doctor. <laughs> doctor Predator. He's when he gets when they when they catch up to her, he, Predator's left her like prenatal vitamins and like a blanket. <laughs> he's got yeah, he's got like some baby acid for her and a glass of water. <laughs> But it is an interesting route. To, I mean, it's like, I mean, we talk about how this movie doesn't like, it doesn't copy the first one and it doesn't, but it does like, it fits a certain mold as far as it eliminates everything surrounding Glover for the most part before it finally goes toe to toe, which is like standard slasher movie rules, honestly. I mean, right. Except it's just, right. And then here's what you guys were talking about earlier. All, all three of you guys have just like, okay, well now it's just going to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause from here on, it's just him versus predator. You know, once he has to deal with the Busey stuff also, but you know, it's just, it's a back and forth. There's no, it's no longer investigating this stuff. Now he's just pretty much in tune with what the predator does. It can camouflage. It has a sense. It has a code. It has these crazy weapons that he knows where it is because Gary Busey knows where it is. Orton Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Found the badge. Here's your badge back. Go get this son of a bitch. <laughs> I learned a few bad lessons from you. Go. Yeah. You really have to hand it to Danny Glover how much he sweats in this movie. Well, it's supposed to be like because Predator comes with during like the hottest the time. Oh, I get it, but he's like he's always. I mean. That's a real actor there. Oh, for sure. No, he, yeah. he, no, he, yeah, he, he does some Dwayne Johnson level sweating in this movie. That's for sure. Oh yeah, totally. That said, way too many people wearing dusters in the hottest summer of LA. Right. It's like, why do I have all these coats on? Sun just it absorbs the sun, and shoots it off. Yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. Never feel it. It's ninety-seven technology. That's my mistake. Yeah. So I want to, I want to ask him because way. he said something on the train of, oh, they were all armed. And it was something that you sort of saw in Predator 1 when Anna picks up the gun, Schwarzenegger kicks it away, and then he just starts shooting the tree. Do you guys think that the Predator kind of, you know, he's got rules, but is it one of those situations where, yeah, he'll play fair because the the person has a gun kind of thing? Yeah, no, it's it's his, it's his it's part of that code. It's it's a yeah. it's a sport hunter. 
but the it's hunting humans because they can do things to fight back in some way. So it has a if there's you know there's sport there. There's a challenge to be yeah. found. Yeah. And so going after people that have no weapons and don't know what the fuck's going on because there's a crazy invisible monster going after them. It's like what am I doing? Like I don't. Yeah. That's, that's not a challenge. <laughs> And so yeah, this it's, this movie does, which is why I'm a bit ambivalent about the whole Ruben Blades thing. It's like, guy wasn't really doing anything beyond inspecting. But if you want to go, I mean, he found his weapons though. If, I mean, Ruben Blades found the Predator's weapon. Yeah, but it's not like he's like going to use it or knows what he's going to do. But if you want to play into like you guys said that he's just purposely trying to get to Danny Glover, then I can accept that. But still, it's okay. First of all, Danny Glover just punched a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his hands are made of steel. Well, that's a well-framed shotgun, so he just punched it. You know. <laughs> hey, he knows how to punch the cameras hard enough without getting sued. Got right. it. Yeah. And this leaves things open for the Morton Downey Jr. spinoff. And his car got <laughs> all the bullet holes got removed from his car. It's a different. It's he has a lot of the same car. <laughs> yeah. Chevy Caprice. It's the why he has wears a lot of the same clothes too. He's like Doug, uh-huh. he's like Doug Funny. <laughs> Just, you know, wakes up. All right, same thing again. I'm pretty sure that's the same car he has in, uh, in the Lethal Weapon, too. Now I'm going to have to go back and look. Well, it's a silver production, so they just, you know, take it off the silver lot. Oh, product placement. <laughs> Did we already get the scene where he, like, stands on the building and, like, raises his hand? And... Or is that coming up? Is that coming up here? I think it's coming up. Is that right yeah. here? Yeah, because he has, the, he has the, the spine and the skull. He's got the hand. spine thing, so you'll see, like, oh. the box cover. Yeah. So what I was saying earlier about the um, it originally going to be in New York, that the idea was that he, the Predator would be like standing on the top of the Empire State Building and that shot would happen. But it's like, okay, you got to do with what you do with L.A. because there's not too many iconic skyscrapers in L.A. by comparison. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a mix of you know, budget and feasibility, you just couldn't do it. So your move, the Predator 2. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that futuristic door, though. Yeah, it's so lucky it crashed right, his car right, right the, where their the, base was. Here's the shot right there. Yep. Yeah, the Eastern. And then lightning well, strikes. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Lightning's, yeah, this is where he goes back in time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is where, this is where Predator goes into the Maverick universe, so it's Gibson, Glover, and Predator. Hmm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's Back to the Future 3, but with Predators and, you know, more black people. Now it's become the hunt for Red October. <laughs> Man, Sam Neill should be in a Predator movie. Oh, the guy that threatened you is back. <laughs> <laughs> now they're like, they're really happy about these suits they're wearing because they're going to wear them for the rest of yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah. Let's say they borrowed them from Stuntman Mike. <laughs> or Dr. Evil. Or Dr. Evil. <laughs> he, he made them himself. So what's cool about it is that Gary Busey was an asshole, but now he's actually explaining what why Harrigan shouldn't be here. And I was like, you know, he's trying to do you a solid here. Here comes the... Uh... Yeah, I mean, there's a logic to him. Here's Here comes the cameo from... Uh... from Anna. Oh, from, uh, from Anna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, when does he say his lions and tigers and bears? Oh, my line, because that's my favorite line of this movie. <laughs> oh, there she is. She's on the camera. There right? it is, yeah. yeah. This is there it is. Life. He's on safari. <laughs> 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 it's so stupid. 
too far off my Maverick joke, by the way. We do see a Predator give Danny Glover an, a, an old West revolver at the end of this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. The movie we never saw. I'd watch that. I'd watch the fuck. I know. I, <laughs> I would, too. Your move, the Predator 3, back to creation. <laughs> you know <laughs> You know what? It's funny. The Predator, or Predator has had, like, every sort of... Like name sequel naming convention, like reboots. He always had Predator Two, Predators, The Predator, like versus something. Yeah, done everything. Surprisingly, the so only thing they have is this is because I didn't know that the Predator ate in the first one, and now they're ta- talking about you know he, he comes to his meat logger to go eat. Well, this movie's taking place over, like, a week, where the first Predator takes place over, like, a day or two. A day or two, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it has time. Anna asked that same question to me the other day. What does it eat? I was like, oh, we don't yeah. <laughs> At first I thought it was just a human flesh, but I guess not. <laughs> this is as much exhibition as we're going to get. Yep. What was that word? Exposition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Exposition. Exposition. <laughs> okay, there's some cool shit going on here in the next uh, ten minutes. Intergalactic planetary. planetary. <laughs> Intergalactic. Gary, what do you say? What do I say? <laughs> Daddy, kids on the predators on the block. Beastie boys, so, don't let them eat. Yeah. See what's cool about this is they actually have GoPro cameras before GoPro became a thing, so this is the yeah. future. I yeah. guess so. Well, yeah, this is, this is this is it right here. <laughs> the future. The future. Look at all these John Hurts going into a smoky room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. This is a As where Ripley takes the tank and uh, goes to save him. Yeah. Ripley, what are you doing? We did Aliens. Mm-hmm. We did, yeah. <laughs> we did, we've done Alien and Alien 3. Aliens you and Alien being, 3, like, sorry. The uh, production designer, you're like, okay, I need to make futuristic suits. What I'd make? Silver. Let's make a shiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shiny. <laughs> By the way, uh, this movie opened uh, November 23rd at the box office in number four. Uh, Three Men and a Little Lady uh, uh-huh. debuted also this week, number two. Oh. Um, that said, Home Alone was still just raking it in its second week. Um, and it, wow. And it, like, continued to do that for, like, the rest of the year. Um, Dance with Wolves in the box office. Rocky Five, the box office. Rocky Five, all right. The Rest Here is Down Under, which I love. It is also... That's a great movie. And one of the yeah. few... Uh, one, of the few Di- one of the few Disney flops for one of their animated features. Is that right? Yeah, it flopped. Oh. It, was, it was not a successful movie. Bummer, because I, I like uh, Bernard Proposes to uh, Miss Bianca in that movie. That's right. Uh, With Jake trying to, like, cock block him. Ghost was still in the uh, top ten. Whoopi. Week week 20. Wow. Yeah. Week 20? Ghost was... legs. Ghost was... Yeah, seriously. Ghost was huge. Ghost was one of the biggest movies of the year. And a Best Picture nominee. People forget that. I did forget that because of the line, get off my train. Uh, Child's Play 2. The Revenge of Jackie. Jacob's Ladder. And a reversal of fortune. For Glenn Close oh, wow. and Jeremy Irons. Yeah. It's a fun uh, top ten for you. It's like they're playing Sim City. 
So what's true about this is I always thought that the Predator also had, you know, heightened hearing, but perhaps not. He doesn't hear all these guys clunking around well, in their giant I, boots I and, and suits and stuff. He knows something's there. He just can't he see him. He knows something's weird. Yeah. He just can't see him. And it's like a loud room. There's stuff happening. Well, what were you guys saying earlier about the change in the Predator suit in this one? The, uh, well, just, you know, you make it. The yeah, look you, of him? Yeah, the looks. I mean, it's it's a different predator, so there are different like pieces of armor right. and whatnot. But also the makeup design, like for the actual face and like the skin and stuff, it's mm-hmm. it's improved. I mean, for one thing, they didn't have to you know change it midway through production; they already know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also you know it's not it's three years later, and technology always improves over time. So you can mm-hmm. stand once to be more creative with how to design this monster. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a better it's like you know it's a better looking predator in close up or whatnot. Got it. Got it. I mean, and also, like this one, you know, it has more tools and toys and things. Where the first one's a little right. bit more primal. It's a little bit more. It doesn't need as many chest plates and stuff because it's in the jungle and it's eventually it strips off and it's just kind of going straight up with Arnold. This yeah. One. And like we said, by the way, they, there's they, gonna they be just... some good physical acting by uh, Kevin Peter Hall in the next uh, minute here. Oh, for sure. No, this is all great stuff as far as his physicality in the Predators. Cause it's just focused on him more. Like it actually, yeah. It's it's you know shifted its perspective from. Danny Glover to the Predator for this section. Here. Oh, snap. So this part was cool when I first saw it, and I thought, oh, of course the Predator would have different kinds of vision. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense. Look at that. Look at that. Taking a back look. But I think it all, like, as you said, Abe, this is a, I mean, the, the personality of this Predator is different from the first yeah, one as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which but ma- which what's makes, cool about which, this also? It, 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 it helps yeah. because, like, opposed to like a, you know, various Michael Myers or or Vor- Jason Voorhees. Or, I mean, there's only there's different. It's not the same predator. It's different predators, so you can afford to change the character. You can afford to have different personalities within the same species. Yeah, Xenomorph is just a Xenomorph. He's just going to do the same thing over and over again. It doesn't have a you know personality. It's just there to eat and breed. It's a well, I mean, pre- Predator shows where they clash. This one kind of introduces the fact that they're all not on the same page, and then the next one. Yeah, yeah. Predator shows that there's like different clans and like. Right. And yeah. Even, even the even uh, Alien vs Predator Requiem, conceptually, I like that there's like a big honcho, hitman predator that's like I gotta clean up this shit now to hide our species like I like that it's this it was it was supposed to be it was modeled after Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction I remember that was the thing it was supposed to yeah. be a wolf or it was the cleanup <laughs> wolf. It, that, that's literally what they said and they're like we're talking about the movie it's like it was supposed to be like the wolf predator the one that cleans up after everybody to hot to make sure their mm-hmm. species remains like clandestine I'll tell you what we're, we're hunting this thing down in the warehouse let's all get in a big circle yeah, make sure to leave a hole in the middle, guys. <laughs> right, so you can jump right in. I did. I think when I first saw this, I did think of aliens as well, like what you guys mentioned. Of just you know, good job, guys, sitting in the booth. Yeah, no, right. I mean it's it's clearly calling aliens as far as this kind of thing goes, which makes sense. I mean, they're a successful Fox franchise, and there's only so many ways you can handle this kind of thing. <laughs> And that's what the, Again, the predator with a bunch of stuff in his trunk. Uh, the, yeah, man. The predator seems to be combining both of these moves, the first and the second one. As far as it has a group of tough guys, but also has like a behind-the-scenes element of people working on predators in some way. Mm-hmm. 
and everyone will be very quippy. Yeah, there's already a quip from uh, Keegan Michael Key in the trailer. There's a, there's another one from Sterling K Brown that I really like where it's all, they because it kick, I was quite just like why do they keep calling it Predator that's weird and it's because I mean there's a reason which I like they, and I look forward to seeing more of that in the in the movie. Gary, you turned off your headset. Is everything okay? <laughs> but again, this is a really cool like thought out <laughs> sequence of okay, well let's turn the sprinklers on. So we can't use camouflage. Let me turn some lights on. I mean, I don't know. This spear is so awesome. (laughs) Like, it just, it compacts and everything. It's such a cool, like, designed weapon. And then it, like, one-ups it by getting that disc. Which we haven't seen yet, right? We haven't seen the disc until until this scene. It hasn't been introduced yet. Danny Glover said groovy at the end of that, I'm sure. When he suited up. (laughs) Groovy. I mean, he had to make an entrance, yeah. but I'm pretty sure the door was unlocked. Yeah, seems, a lot like of product. seems like he kind of wasted his big bullet there. I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, say for the it's like, surely there was a door. <laughs> that was a cool sequence, I, lo- I love like, that shot, too, the, the Gary Busey doesn't shot. Have to, he doesn't have to look at Gary Busey. He just shoots his plasma cannon. Yeah, he's already locked on. He's just like, fuck it. <laughs> shoots him, get the cannon, go away. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's like, oh, now I've got to play even more fair. This darn rain! Didn't plan for inclement weather. I do like that water is the one thing that it can't seem to handle when it comes to its technology. It's just like science, then. I was going to say science, too, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Aliens and water, what's up with that? They just don't go to a planet that's mostly water and be totally vulnerable to it. Okay. They just don't get this Earth thing. Rocky's over there working out on the side of you. Hey, how you doing? I'll just punch in this. Hey, hey, you you, know. you, it seems like you find some kind of alien over there. Well, good luck with that. Hey, Paulie, get a load of this guy. He got a big old gun over here. He's trying to find some what alien. You want, I'm talking alien. about this guy over here. He's fighting. He's going to find an alien. Oh, he's got a heat-seeking missile in Jake Lover's chest. That's gotta hurt. It's a good thing you saw Danger put that extra plate of armor in. That's right. It's also a good thing he takes all of his armor off. I guess he doesn't have a chance to put it back on. Now, now this is like a house of horrors. Yeah. Hey, watch oh, out! I'm trying to box over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think that Rocky gets killed when the disc gets uh, when the disc gets in the way? No, Rocky's got great reflexes. He move out of the way. Oh. Okay. That was a great move there. He's like close range shotgun action. Yeah, this, Literally. This is where he T1000s him. If only he had one more bullet like Sarah Connor. I like this uh, like this big like fall he does right here where it's like off, yeah. his, off his feet fall. Total slow-mo. Right there. That shot. Yeah. But the motherfucker scene doesn't happen here though. No, this is just like the uh, this is the scream scene where you know the killer gets one last gasp kind of thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, he looks dead. Maybe I should get real close and check. <laughs> I was trying to shoot him again. <laughs> <It looks> like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it looks like you got him. <laughs> you see my friend Uses... Apollo, by the way? I hear he was out in so... the jungle not too long ago. It looks like he uses Ghostbusters technology. That's a smart move, though. You know, just poking him to make sure he's actually dead. Like I'm just kidding. That's not a smart move. I like that he's wearing khakis. And they, they don't look like they're, they're dressed in the, from the raid, either. They're quick-dry khakis and stain-resistant. Mm. That's real. It's 97. The future. I mean, I mean, he did shoot him a bunch of times of a shotgun. I mean, he doesn't have a reason to think that he's still alive. I was actually going to ask, like, would you do this? I mean, he's like, a cop. He's a cop. Logic there. Yeah, I'm he shot him like seven times. Yeah, I'd, close I'd, probably, I'd probably oh. rather, I'd probably rather take his helmet off and like see what's going on here than be like, all right, I guess I'll leave and just never double. see it again. <laughs> I would double tap for the head though, for sure. He just took it off, and if you saw an alien for the first time, I mean, probably want to gaze right. a bit at what's going on here. Oh, he does say it here. No. Is it here? Yep. No, oh, it is here. But yeah, look at the mouth. Like, there's so much more detail than, like, the first Yeah. Movie. Interesting. Good point. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, the, and I mean, the mandibles move more, too. I always love how how easily he destroys the shotgun as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last time he gets plastic guns in 90. It was a 3D printed gun. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. Uh, just like Sterling K. Brown in Hotel Artemis. Right about the mouth, though, <laughs> for sure. Like, just more, yeah, more yeah. animatronics and yeah. movement. Yeah. That's why they take the mask off that early, because they was like, we got to have time to actually show off this amazing design that Stan Winston made for this movie. <laughs> but yeah, like the, 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 the eyebrows move to, like, the whole face, like, just has more, like, like motors in it. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. just neat. Yeah. Busey to the rescue! I know! I like that he's, like, half-burned <laughs> as well. It's a great line, guess who's back? Yeah. <laughs> His face is, like, half-burned, too, from the, from the blast. So he's auditioning for Two-Face. That makes sense. <laughs> I can see Gary Busey's Two Face. There's a yeah, I can sure. there's a world where that works. Right there, his Two Face shot. One of the most amazing video game moments of of a of recent note for me was uh, Gary Busey as a um, uh, target in the Hitman game. It just came out recently. Oh, I still got to play that. I like Hitman. I'm yeah, the Hitman series. Yeah, he's that's a great oh. cut because of the the yeah. amount of gore that spills out from his top half is crazy. <laughs> Yep. And that's what they do Fantastic. not show on the TV version. I never saw it in the TV version. I was like, oh, that's crazy gory. <laughs> and that's the disc for the first time <clears> as well. Yeah. But I always love that lo- that, that goop. Yeah, it's because it's there's so much of it. That's what's why. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like slow motion. So it's like the idea that this disc traveled across the room, cut him in half, and then all of this stuff fell out underneath him. <laughs> it was that moment in time. Hey, who's stomping around on the roof up there? I'm trying to punch this meat. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Denzel and Ethan Hawke are having a gun battle on this rooftop. I know. <laughs> it's down the street. I just watched that again recently, too. It's a good movie. It's, 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 very, it's very rewatchable. It's rewatchable. I think it's two-thirds of it. I think the, I think the, the third, the last third is like, all right, now it's just kind of... It gets a little bit It's, okay. it's pretty cliché. Like, yeah. I like the Cliff Curtis. I thought some people think that. No, I think I think right after that scene, I, that's, that's where it, it gets goes downhill. Yeah. For me. yeah, right. Especially like when he's like, you know, he's, it's a great line, but when he goes to the jungle, he's like, "I'm here for Alonzo." 
I like that Terry Crews is in that scene too. He's like he has a, he's like he's word, in the background. Yeah, he's he has a he's like a wordless character. And then like movie movie Kobe is in there too. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Those like, damn doves. It's like they fight on the roof forever in that movie. He's like, God, just go away. <laughs> Ethan Hawke takes some serious. He takes, a, he takes a beating and then jumps himself onto his car. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he gets the last laugh when he shoots Alonzo in the butt. That is the last laugh in the movie. So I've always wondered about this part: Is he uh, can he not breathe uh, uh, Earth oxygen, or what was that? I think it's a similar to like when he, when we see movies with like humans going to other planets and they can kind of breathe with the sodium gas mask. It's like gotcha. they, there's elements shared between them that are acceptable, but there's other things that can't. Gotcha. I, I don't know what that would be on Earth exactly because it's just oxygen as opposed to someplace where there's like oxygen and like some nitrogen. It's like oh, we can't breathe the nitrogen. Um, but I, yeah, I imagine that, it, you know, as opposed to the first one where the predator doesn't have his mask off for very long, this one he's, you know, he's constantly having to breathe now. So it's like, all right, I need to take some, I, I can't handle the oxygen constantly and I'm injured. So it's making it even harder. Right. That's the logic I would go with for this. But uh, it, like, it works because like, Dan, you know, you got to give Danny Glover, like he has a fear of heights. So you need the, or else the predator's like, why isn't he just killing Danny Glover right away? Well, he's injured and he has he's having trouble breathing, so it makes it more level between the two challenges. I yeah, I got it's, you. It's a good screenwriting tactic for sure, and you get to see another cool toy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that's so he's I, like, it's your move. So what does he do? He goes for the nuclear option. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. It's the shit happens. I thought that was where the motherfucker line was. It's I just got him swapped in my head. But yeah, Predator talks more in this one. <laughs> He's like Arnold in the first Terminator. He picks up He's a chatterbox. Lines. Yeah, he picks up useful lines of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, I know, Brandon. I'm, he's constantly talking. <laughs> Again, very cool uh, alien number designs. Yeah. I've always appreciated that since the first Predator. I like that no one ever realizes that. what's happening. He's like, well... I guess that's probably not good. <laughs> I gotta figure this out. <laughs> it's the last reel. I love the eyeballs. <laughs> we gotta use those motors in the face, guys, so get those eyeballs right. going. <laughs> no, that was actually just like, uh, that's just Kevin acting. I love this shot, too, of like him like trying to like claw his way to something, because he's so out yeah. of his element now. It's not a jungle, it's not an easily accessible rooftop, it's the side of a building. <laughs> Oh, she kept. Of the way, did he cut through the bomb? Yeah, that's why it didn't blow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Abe, just like how you close doors by shooting the control panel next to him, that's how it works. <laughs> I've always liked this scene too, where you know you've got this healing scene. Yeah, this is how he made those prenatal vitamins for me, Chiria and Chita Alonso. Oh. He, he started, started. Yeah, he just started punching into walls and saying, "Here, take this." <laughs> Wherever, like, some lucky kid's going to find an alien arm and be uh, have it forever. Yeah, in a deleted mm. scene, he wrote on the hand, ho, 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 now I have a, a really sharp <laughs> disc. <laughs> so that was uh, that's always what I thought about uh, with this movie and Terminator, which is like, oh, okay, well, there's the arm for the next movie. He goes around the corner and Harrison Ford's hanging off the... <laughs> Yeah, in, the, in, 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 a, in a room right next in Skynet, right or not Skynet in um, Cyberdyne, right next to the arm is a is a Predator arm. As well. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're reverse engineering that technology too. Yeah. 
He could have climbed up to the roof, couldn't he? Careful. Uh, I think careful. he's a little too low. And he doesn't want... He's afraid of heights. I don't think he wants to go higher. <laughs> yeah. I do like that, though, because there's constantly birds every time. And I like that Danny Glover calls it as, like, goddamn birds. Because <laughs> there's, there's, like, <laughs> there's, like, way too many birds constantly randomly appearing. <laughs> like that he brought his shaving kit with him. Yeah. I know. He's always got that, he's always got that bag. Yeah. Look at that butane, like, you know, I don't know what that's... It's not prior to having butane. Yeah, back in back in the early 90s, Predator was a big sponsor for a Dollar Shave Club, so... Oh. He's, he's got the pro set. Dollar, so Shave, is like, Dollar Shave Club, not a sponsor. Right. You cannot use, like, Out Now as a promo code to get anything going for you. But try <laughs> Predator T-O-O. T-O-O. Just go to DollarShaveClub.com. Predator also. Yeah. <laughs> we we don't sell any mattresses either, by the way. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> oh man, this guy is uh, gonna put a hurt on himself. Just this, this is just these little details. He just normally does this, but we're fascinated. Yeah, it's neat. I just goop. It's cool. I like yeah. it. I like these. Just honey, are you in the bathroom? Not again, Dan. <laughs> hey, what's going on across the street? I'm trying to punch some meat over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I always like that she's got a broom. <laughs> you pointed that out. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite things about it. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the way he dismisses her when he leaves is great. Trying to watch the Carson show in here. Yeah, they're watching Jeopardy, actually. Yeah, they are. I, and like speaking of challenges, by the way, I mentioned the, you know, the things that are making the alien more level with Danny Glover's character. Having one arm, yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> that's that kind of levels the playing field a bit. So it's a neat kind of cat and mouse where, you know, Danny, they're in a city. So again, you have to keep like working with that aspect, which I think they do really well here. I like all this stuff. And it's like yeah. Danny Glover's like, well, I got to catch this thing now because it's clearly a threat. <laughs> one that I did not expect to have to face this week in the midst of the drug wars that I'm going through. <laughs> but here I am. <laughs> This week on Drug Wars, an unexpected visitor arrives. Also, I assume at the end of this movie, the second the Predator leaves and Adam Baldwin leaves, that Danny Glover, like, cops show up, like, shoot him in the back three times, sprinkle some drugs on him, and arrest him. Or radiation <laughs> poisoning. Yeah, you know, one of those. That said, if he Goes shows up, if, if Danny Glover shows up in The Predator, we, I will freak the fuck out. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Why not? It'd be awesome. Mike would, would do something like that. It would be <laughs> awesome. I would be so into that. You know what's you know what's weird? Isn't the new one supposed to be zapping predators from c continuity, and well, it's just Predator One and Two? And I'm like, how? I don't think it's. How did you need to? Okay. I don't think it's zapping it. I just think it's it doesn't matter because that movie takes place on right. another planet. So it's like, okay. That's what I was saying. I read somewhere where it was saying that. And I'm like, wait, that that's a movie you don't really even have to do that for. You just that feels, <laughs> you know that feels like someone saying, well, he only said Predator and Predator Two, so that must mean this. Like that seems like that's what right. that, that kind of article is. Or since or since they're not like it's back to Earth. They're... Yeah, it's that's like a, more an assumption on the part of. Okay, bad writer. Yeah. It'd be a perfect time for him to say that he's too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come to pop. What he doesn't know is actually that Hannibal Lecter is hiding in this same elevator shaft. <laughs> <laughs> I love the interconnected universes that Predator brings to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Let's talk about Shaft. He can dig it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lucky, lucky let go. Yo, how come Adrian Levere is taking so long to get here? I'm trying to get to my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, or Rocky's finally done. Yeah, he's done beating the meat. So again, some cool stuff happening here. You know, the 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 disc lights up. Sounds like, oh, I'm back with like my my home folks. I actually really like the lighting in this end sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it, like the sepia tone, and it's kind of you know reddish. <clears throat> nice map painting. It's actually a really good one, yeah. This is a cool design, like and especially right. in a, in a like it, it's got a lot of Geiger in it, much like the you know the Alien hmm. franchise, yeah. obviously, which makes sense when you have, you know, similar things you can work with, but you know you still have to make it unique. Like it works well. Yeah. A lot of fog inside that ship. I don't know. They must uh, they must have a lot of dry ice or something. Well, I assume that's like their atmosphere. You know? Yeah. Like, that's yep. like an artificial atmosphere. Well, I mean, then they should close the door. They're letting all the cold air out. Also, by, like by this... Dracula story, and his dirt. So are we supposed to understand... Because there's other predators. Are we supposed to understand that, like, they all landed here and they just, like, let one go out and start it killing It seems folks? like it this like, time around. Are the others right? just, like, waiting around? It's like, when's he gonna get back? Yeah, I mean, they've got that honor system where, they're, you know, they, they're not gonna kill him later. So, so like, is it like an E.T. scenario? He's like, oh, we forgot Fred. We gotta go back and get him. I think it this is like his ship, and they. I think they come from somewhere else. Do they arrive separately. You think? Yeah, so, and, and this guy's been going AWOL on his own, and then he breaks the code, and they they show up just like oh, knowing. There it is. Interesting side. Yeah. There it is on the wall. I love. Yeah. You know, all of the things are cool here because there's also a T Rex skull right there. The T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was yeah. This was great because everyone geeked out. Yeah. Crossover. That was a cool little handshake, but you know people are like, "Oh." I mean, there's legit reason to think this though, or it's like, "Well, it's a, they're both Fox movies. They go right, yeah, yep. Yeah. They've literally shown one in the other. So it's like, there's no reason this can't happen." Right. It was a long time before that was kind of commonplace, though. Oof. Oh, for sure. Ow. Yeah, <laughs> snuck up on him. Kind of a pimp slap. <laughs> Give me your my earth money. <laughs> I want my money. Yo, and then, Eric, to your the... point, you know, the believability of it is that he's got an alien weapon. The guy, the mm-hmm. alien, the predator is also injured. So why wouldn't he be able to offend himself? They're both tired. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, there's some kind of shit blocking my reception on my TV up here. <laughs> uh, see, this is where Danny Glover, like. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I've never felt good about it. Uh, this is the same Danny Glover that started this movie by, you know, driving up his car down the street and then getting behind the bad guys and going, hey, and shooting them. So yeah. <laughs> this seems like the, this looks like the hardigan I know. <laughs> oh, man. It always hurts me whenever he, like, he, he twists it. Yeah, you get a good look at the face here too, because like it has to be really big expressions and everything. 
Look at those mandibles, yeah. though. Like, they all move separately, too. That's the other... Like, you can tell. There's a lot more... Oh, happening. I never thought about that, but yeah, you're yeah, right. They all, they all function differently. And then I love that yell at the end. Well, mm -hmm. that guy's not going to be Homecoming King. The wailing has stopped. <laughs> Kevin Peter Hall studied African tribal dances to get the feel and flexibility for this predator. Give more of a personality. Mm, interesting. Which you can kind of, I, you can kind is of see that, that what that is? That's what I thought it was. <laughs> you can kind of see that in some of the way he's posing in earlier scenes and whatnot. For sure, yeah. Like when he's like rooftoping or or even uh, when he's fighting King Willie, you see him. You can't. He's invisible, but you see the way that he kind of looks. There are the mandibles there, Aaron. So now they've got some uh, '90s things called Gak on the uh, on the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and now now Danny Glover, as a reward for his efforts, is going to get slimed. <laughs> Who's the host of that show? Mark Summers. Mark Summers. Mark Summers. Yep. He's going to come out, <laughs> and then he's going to be like, "This is how it was made." You know who has a really cool story? Mark Summers. You should. Uh read up on him or watch his he has like his own like a uh, documentary about him he has he's got th some interesting things in his life hmm. yeah. yeah well here come the other predators and then what's cool about it like what everyone has mentioned is they all look different yeah they're yeah all, yeah, they're yeah all uniquely designed and, and then like they have their mentioned. own like, like oh, battle helmets yeah. they're all yeah. they're, their helmets are all like custom yeah so like and here's uh, the king willie of predators <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much right <laughs> yeah I have to assume at least one of them is played by Kevin Peter Hall still. Yeah. Probably the King Willie one. <laughs> I like, and I like his like, who's uh -huh. next? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Deal's a deal. And this is where that code comes in, because it's like, well, we can't kill this guy. He just beat one of ours. Clearly he's, he's on, one of ours, he's yeah. on, he's and on also... the same bus with us. That's right. right. But I mean, like, look at this, like, King Willie Predator here. He's, like, super cool. He's got, like, stuff in his belt. Yeah, he's all kinds of mementos. Yeah. He's, like, the Jack Sparrow of Predators. John Lithgow is the first choice for Gary Busey's character. Is that right? Mm -hmm. John Lithgow? Wow. Ooh. This is the first film Gary Busey made after the accident. His uh, motorcycle accident. 1715. Man. That's some good effects work for for 1990, where you have to like, yeah, incorporate the fog and the ship and like this camouflage stuff. Like they do a good job of putting all that in there. Time to go. Yeah. They used a one-armed stuntman for the scenes, some of the scenes, oh. after, uh, oh. after uh, he gets his arm cut off. I guess that, that helps that, uh, you know, you didn't have to show the face kind of thing. is under heavy makeup. You mentioned Red October. John McTiernan declined this movie so he could direct Red October. Red October. Mm. And also, PG-rated? Yes, the PG-rated Red October. They also weren't going to pay mm -hmm. him that much, which is weird because he was very successful up until this point. Yeah. That is odd. They look at things differently then than they do now, but man. Predators does miss the mark as far as franchise go, where it doesn't end with a giant explosion blowing the characters away at the last second. 
and seeing like the awesome silhouette of either Arnold or Danny Glover mm-hmm. just against like a white backdrop. Yeah, it's just, all you get is Adrian Brody looking gruff the whole time. Mm. <laughs> I'm surprised that like the back of his shirt hasn't hasn't burned off. No, he jumped. Yeah, but he like got caught it, in like some afterburn. Jumped. That's why. That's why y'all jump. <laughs> he jumped. Go ahead and jump. Aim for the bushes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, time to go fill the paperwork in on this. Ooh, I, I know. What's he gonna have to please? And then Tommy Lee Jones is gonna come over and be like, "I believe you." <laughs> I found. The, I found the fact about the, uh, the the hunters. Several of the hunting party members were played by players from the Los Angeles Lakers. Danny Glover was a big, Danny Glover was a big fan. When the production needed several very tall people to play the background predators, he asked them to help out. Mm. There you go. <laughs> That's fascinating. <laughs> they wanted Steven Seagal for the lead of this. Stephen Hopkins said no, and Seagal Steven went on. And, but, and then, but then Seagal went on to make Mark for Death, which has a Jamaican gang as the main villains. Oh, okay. Seagal versus a predator. Hmm. Hey, those are my friends. <laughs> Hey, look out the window. You see that big explosion that happened down there? <laughs> <laughs> Check this out. So what's crazy is that uh, uh, Adam Baldwin has, has the audacity <laughs> to be a dick in this scene. Yeah, he's really angry about this. It's like, <laughs> right. he just, Back you know, off. He's doing, like, <laughs> everybody on his team. His paycheck is, like, now gone. And, and <laughs> who is this we? Yeah, go back to now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have to take back my words about Danny Glover's shirt. It is like yeah, it's pretty ripped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty ragged. <laughs> He's not exactly looking great right now. And then the awesome score kicks in. Blue thunder. Yeah, I could get a ride home. Yeah. Yeah, this is where the cops shoot. <laughs> yeah. Drop the weapon! (laughs) So they were confused for a second. So what I've always appreciated about this scene, too, is the track marks from the alien. Right. How do you explain a giant divot on fire? Even Hopkins. Oh, yeah, the Thomas brothers. Mm -hmm. Tom and Tom. Jim and John. And... Lawrence, my name's Lawrence Gordon. I'm a doctor. <laughs> there you go, Peter Levy. Good job, Peter. So Peter Levy did one of our previous films, Lost in Space. Oh, yeah, because oh, he did Ste- oh. Stephen Hopkins. Yeah, Stephen Hopkins. Film. Yeah, this is our oh. second Stephen Hopkins film this yeah. year. Yep. <laughs> yep. Gordon Silver Davis, thank you, guys. Couldn't have done it without you. I think we probably preference Predator 2 plenty on that Lost in Space con- conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't quite remember, but I'm, I'm sure we did. Now, were Dan- you guys Danny kind of G. Lover? for an end credit sequence like in the first one where they just show everybody kind of doing these Hero laugh shots? takes? Oh, yeah, I, I, I do like the... It's a, it was fun, remember? <laughs> remember all these guys? Yeah. <laughs> remember before I got skinned alive and I'm Shane Black? I'm what? smiling now, but I'm dead. 
I like that. I, I like that. <laughs> it's actually added to like this level of of eeriness. I like the I like the kind of it was all fun. Like I like that kind yeah, of. I, it was it was kind of creepy just to be like, oh man, this is like Blair Witch before like you know they before things got weird. I do like that they're all like legit outtake shots too because they're all like looking into the camera except for Dutch. <laughs> like Arnold's like, yeah, no, just show us. Yeah, they were like, me. no, just take the one where I'm serious. It's like the, the Scream movies would do that, too. Yeah, they all did the all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Did four do it? I can't remember, because four's terrible. I'll, I'll take whoever's word for it. I don't, four, I don't remember. I, I don't actually know. have to watch four soon, because I'm going to be on the Lambcast again to talk about the Scream franchise. Oh, I'm going to that again. Yeah, well, I'm sure I'll still dislike four. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne Todd is very, very happy with the outcome of this movie. How much did this movie make in the box office, by the way? 50, 57 worldwide. Uh, 30 domestic, you know 26. Uh, but, hmm, let me see. Uh, I mean, 56, even for 90, 1990. 30, it's, it's 35, 35 mil, which is, that's like, that's pretty, that's like, for for this time, that's on the, like, not the high end, but certainly, you know, expensive. Yeah. It should have like for I mean it's a side it's a you know you got to mix so it's side. a big budget yeah if it wasn't I mean that thirty would be good for a big budget studio like normal horror film but this is like Predator so I imagine there was you know more money thrown into it mm-hmm. than Predators was forty million which is you know that's pretty reasonable for a movie for two budget or that's well I remember that movie film. made it's you know did pretty solid and i'm like oh so we're gonna get another one of these probably keep it cheap again and nope like i was i was hoping to have this little like robert rodriguez series of little these predator vignette stories or something but no didn't happen i think he got Mm. bogged down and just like trying to do another sin city doing his like family movies that he likes to do and working with like james cameron all of a sudden where it's like i don't have time to write it because like his predator that his predator script he wrote that like way back in the 90s and they're like I guess I could do this finally, and he did. <laughs> I mean, how how long has Battle Angel Alita been in production? I mean, it's yeah, like, for like decades. Years. Oh yeah, yeah, long enough for James Cameron to be like, I guess I can't do this, so let me hand it off to Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez films uh, don't count anymore. Did you see? What do you mean? Because because uh, uh, Lady Gaga has her film debut. Oh yeah, coming up here at the Star is Born. <laughs> And uh, the other one she was in, too. Um... Machete and Machete, yeah, Machete, uh, yeah. Sin City. Yeah. Sin City. Let alone, like, she's like, is she like a Golden Globe or Emmy winner for one of the American Horror Story yep, <laughs> seasons? Yep, that's true. Yeah. True story. Well, this is her debut. <laughs> her film day, feature film debut. By the way, kudos on Kevin Peter Hall getting a huge amount of space between, like, other people's names and his name. Well, he wasn't in the opening. I, well, no, he was in the opening credits, yeah. 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 Billy Sly Williams. Vante Sweet played Sweet. <laughs> Puppeteers? What puppets were in this movie? <laughs> that is any Muppets. <laughs> Michael Simbello. Maniac. Hypocrite didn't have to leave. 
Skywalker Sound. I'm trying to see if there's Skywalker any Skywalker Symphony Orchestra. I'm trying to see if there's Ooh. any more interesting trivia before we wrap this thing up. I just want to say the nope. There you go, Bart. And then mm-hmm. people of San Francisco, Ray Cole. Now, is there going to be a Panavision logo at the end here? Should be. Mm-hmm. No reason not to. They filmed it. Mm. Yeah, I guess unless we missed it. They filmed it on digital. That's why. By the way, all the. All- uh, three Predator films came out on 4K recently, and they look magnificent. Oh, good to know. They're, yeah, Predator. The first Predator, Predator had a lot, like yeah. had a, a lot of issues Blu-ray wise, and it's it's fixed. It's fine. But 4K looks good. Yeah, they look good on all three of them. It's weird that Predator took so long. I get because they want to just rush that out into Blu-ray because people love watching that movie. Like it's a big seller for Fox. So that's why they keep releasing it. But it's like what? Like, because the first one was like it was a big DNR thing, right? Wasn't that the big? Well, they released it on the old Kodak when it first came out, mm-hmm. and it looked kind of like looked like garbage. And so then they overdid a restoration with like way too much DNR cleanup, scrubbing, edge enhancement, and it's just like the it has been the poster child for how not to restore a movie on Blu-ray for years, and they never ever. Um, changed it and what i think might have happened is they were planning that 3d release yeah, for I a have. long time <laughs> which which if you look at the cameron's terminator 2 4k there's a similar look lo- it doesn't look anywhere near as bad as the predator but there's a similar kind of feel to it which i think uh when you're trying to convert it an old movie with film and grain to 3d you got to get rid of the grain for the 3d to work mm-hmm. so, so i think that's and somehow Predator 2 is like, oh, this is easy. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird Fox problem in general. I remember, like, French Connection had, like, a horrible first release, and then, like, William Friedkin had to come in himself and be like, all right, let me do this the good way. <laughs> like, made a whole cleaned up, ver- like, a, a properly restored yeah. version of the Blu-ray. I remember uh, Best Buy exclusive, even, for the yeah, proper one. exactly. And then, like, what, like, the, even the Star Wars films, the... There was a lot of DNR issues on Phantom Menace specifically. It was like, hey, yeah. we went over overboard on this. Um, anyway, uh, Predator 2. We've talked about it, guys. We've gone through that it. That was it. We've gone through Predator Done. 2. Wow. We finally did it. Now, now what do we live for? I don't know. Broken Arrow? <laughs> face off. Face off. Yeah. Broken Arrow, yeah. Broken Arrow and Face the Off. Rock. Well, we've all named John Woo movies. We've, so done, we've, done, we've already done The Rock, actually. Oh, did you? Did yeah. The Rock. I wasn't on for that one, yeah. so I wasn't sure. But, uh, Death Race 2000. Death Race. <laughs> that's not that's not bad. I can go on the list. It stars Rocky. Um, all right. Uh, uh, we can do more Italian guy yelling about what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm, driving, I'm driving a car. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's wrap things up here. What, uh, so this has been our Predator 2 commentary track. Where can people find wherever everyone else's work online? Uh, Jim Dietz. Uh, you can check out our uh, our RPG live play podcast, uh, turn into a radio play at oldmagicgaming.com. Check me out on the Walking Dead TV podcast at uh, hhwlod.com. And the Nothing's On podcast every week at the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com. Brandon Peters. Uh, cult Cinema Cavalcade. Cult, uh, cult Cinema Cavalcade.com. Uh, speaking of uh, Rocky, uh, our next episode upcoming is Oscar with Sylvester Stallone. Ooh. Um, and also written stuff at whystoblue.com. Hey, I'm more friends over on my Instagram, Abe.moo, and Twitter.com slash Rollers Moose. 
Hashtag Predator2. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. You can find all my writing over at uh, thecodeofzeke.com. Everything I do ends up over there. Uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify. You can find our Facebook page, our Twitter page. You know where all our stuff is. Um, yeah, I on think, the Google machine. I thank uh, Jim and Brandon for joining us for Predator 2 commentary track. Thank you guys. We did it. Thank Thanks you. for having me. It's always a pleasure. Good laughs, good knowledge. Oh, for sure. And uh, that's going to do it for this commentary track. Uh, next month, we got we got some options I was looking at. We got a space movie coming out first man and we have venom coming out as far as like anti-hero film anti-hero superhero movies go so i think there's some options we can consider we're gonna watch the original uh, sam raimi spider-man we already did we've done both spider-man and spider-man 2 this is true we've done those already yeah. you probably haven't been you're, you're even on them <laughs> so both of them i believe i gotta look and i'm pretty sure going with anti-heroes you can go with dark man that's a good option. Actually, I like that a lot. I think that's that's a, that's on the list, right? That's a, about... Yeah, we have talked about Dark Man. I think that is. A, let me look. Actually, it is like right here on the list. Yeah, it is Dark Man. It's right there. Uh, mm-hmm. That might be that might be the best one to go with. I like that, Jim. It even, <laughs> even fits with October because it's like you know it's like a universal ode to monster movies. Um, so, yep. In its own way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe we'll do Dark Man. I, I don't. There you go. I don't not like that idea whatsoever. I think that's a great one. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this week's or this week this month's commentary track. Until next time, so long and goodbye.